Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hi, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip which comes straight from the YouTube live streams, which you guys can check out every, well, I shouldn't say every, most Fridays over on YouTube at The Bowl. You guys got questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, I got you covered. Now, if you would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics each and every Friday, well, I got you covered there as well. Every Friday, I hit that Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, which just goes out to my hardcores, and I include anything in the world of social dynamics that I feel like you guys need to know a little bit more about, a whole bunch of exclusives, insights, things that I'm dealing with in in, in this world, in this world of 10,000 things, cool shit, training, nutrition, uh, music, updates, the resources of wisdom. Y- you don't want to be missing out on this free piece of content. So, bodoja.com, put your email in and you'll receive a confirmation email in your inbox. Hit yes on that. If you haven't received it, just check your spam or your junk folder or promotions in Gmail should be there 3 20 p.m every single friday and of course this episode is brought to you by bulldojo.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the crash course to kick ass day game just get your day game sorted it's a quick action guide to get you out there to act as your reference your guide your mentor it is not meant to be used as an armchair theorizer you are meant to go out there and complete a 30-day challenge in tandem with it and it's just going to help you to progress much further also, by the way, if you do purchase the ebook, make sure you check your inbox within 24 hours afterwards because I pretty much personally message everyone who gets the toolbox with a few extra tips. Next up is the one-on-one Skype coaching. If you want to go a level deeper, this is where we can work on your limiting beliefs, create action plans in your life to get you moving forward, whether it be within dating, physical, mental, purpose, whatever side of the temple you want to angle off of me with, I'm going to be there to help you. Of course, there are the deeper level packages, which is what I refer to as the bowl inside. For my clients that are on the bowl inside, they get access to two things that outsiders don't, which is number one, priority messaging. Within 24 hours, you can message me on WhatsApp and I'm going to respond to you outside of Australian weekends through my private number. Also, priority session booking. So you're not going to be worried about having to book your sessions in and have to wait for like two to four weeks. People on the bowl inside get top priority. So with those two extra perks, you got to be on a package. So all you have to do is hit up boldoja.com. You can see that in the Skype coaching section. There's more details there and we can work out what's going to suit you best. And taking you to the deepest level of all, the Day Game Foundations Boot Camps. This is for those of you that are looking to take control of your lives, to achieve the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see and attract a beautiful woman anywhere you are and know that you have the confidence to handle that interaction from open qualification investment, close, bring the best of your 50 and just really bust through all the things that have been holding you back sexually or socially speaking. As of recording this, we're currently in February right now. There's a couple good months left in Australia. So if you're around the world, if you're in Australia, hit up me up for inquiries within Australia. Otherwise, you got June, July, August, the uh, other side of the world, summer. We're currently scheduling and planning for that. So if you'd like me to come to your city, whether it be in London, New York, uh, potentially Canada, you know, anywhere around Europe or the US, just send me a message at bulldojo.com in the bootcamp section and we can dive a little bit deeper into that and get more information on it. But please, serious inquiries only. 
And please know that I don't just take absolutely anyone. I will grill you. I will vet you to make sure that you are in the right mental place to undertake what goes on in these boot camps. Now, with all that being said, if you guys would like to support this channel, support this podcast and just keep it going, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name. Or you can also donate directly through the website, which is just bodojo.com. And in the podcast section at the top, there's a donate, which just goes straight through the website as if you were to, you know, get an ebook or guest carb coaching. So you can donate directly through there as well. And anything that you guys do donate is extremely appreciated and just goes back to everything that I do here at The Bowl. So thank you very much to all of you. And with all the formalities out of the way, let's dive straight into this podcast. Social Q&A, baby. Let's go. And today we're going to be diving into some really awesome shit. Some shit that I've just been wanting to dive into for so long that I have not been able to because it just seems like a bit of a, a dick move for me to be making advanced content when most of my followers are not advanced. And it's very rare that we get to make an advanced podcast or I get to discuss really, really nuanced things where I don't have to account for the absolute common denominator. So that's what we're going to be doing today. I've titled this The Secret to Amazing Dates and uh, advanced tips so i will need to say this from the beginning the context if you are an absolute beginner it's not that what i'm about to talk about is not relevant to you or not going to be relevant it's going to be super relevant for you and if anything it just it's going to act as a bit of a a bit of a light in the distance a bit of a star in the night sky for you that you'll be able to walk towards while but with that being said it's not going to be something that's going to make sense for you. In fact, it's going to be extremely contradictory if you go back and listen to or watch a full guide to day twos and a full guide to day threes. The day threes is a little bit more advanced, but full guide to day twos and whenever I've spoken on day twos, that's all geared at the absolute beginner. And I need to discuss the clock face of social dynamics. We'll discuss that when we're doing this context. But yeah, today's going to be an absolute session of sessions. It's going to be more geared to the guys that are already going out on dates. And more importantly, already have conscious competence, which I'll talk about in a sec. So yeah, drop me a comment down below. Just say hi. I'll get your questions. If you're new to social Q&A, uh, basically what I do here, I normally have a question. I normally have a question from one of you guys on Instagram. Shout out to Tang one Get there if you're not. Or a client, a message from a client. But today it's actually uh, spurred off not as a question, but a piece of instruction that I was giving to a client who's a little bit further down the journey, who's already regularly going out on dates, and he was experiencing some some extreme flakage, some extreme blowback from girls who were just, uh, they, he thought the dates were, were going well, however, they just were not connecting to the day three, and when we dived into over, in a, over a deep session through Skype coaching him, we were able to ascertain, ascertain that it's due to his control, and his desire, why so serious, his desire to control every little single thing. And so I actually put this up on Instagram and I have spoken about this in the Bolsip email. If you guys are not signed up to that, just go to boldojo.com, put your email in. It's a free uh, social dynamics email I put out every week. And yeah, that's good shit. That comes out every Friday, come out later today. And I've actually spoken about very briefly what I'm about to speak about today, which is free flow dates. That is the advanced tip that I'm going to be giving to you guys, and it's going to, it's going to get very deep. It's going to go very deep. And so uh, if you guys would like to support the channel as well, just as we're kicking off here, you can, of course, donate to the Super Chat 
and uh, your question gets bumped to the top. And uh, but Q and A will come later. This is gonna—I'm not sure how long we're gonna go on these advanced tips, but it's gonna—it's—it's—it's it's, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be deep. So let me just address some of you guys up in the chat. Got Mason up in here saying greetings. You sound like my brother. <laughs> my brother always says greetings. Uh, good morning, my friend. Hi, Gazeva. It's good to see you here. Yokozo, welcome. We also got Justin H up in here saying, ready for this social Q&A. Just took a cold shower. I'm feeling good. Yes, sir, Justin. Uh, the cold shower. I'm not sure what country you're from, Justin, but here in Australia, we're starting to dip into cool weather and you can feel it in the water. You can feel the water changing. Skimo's up in here as well. Ski, good to see you here. Thank you. He says, yo. Sal's up in here and says, hey, mate, hope you're doing well. Thank you for being here, Sal. I am doing well. However, I did shake a little kid's hand this morning by accident. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> Hopefully, I haven't contracted COVID. Hope you're doing well. Uh, willingness. Nicholas is up in here saying, oh, Adam, looking sharp today with a little bit of a flame. Thank you, uh, Nicholas. I'll do my best. Do what we can. This is what you call uh, cotton. Cotton. No, cheese cotton. That's what they call it. They call this, sh- this shirt cheese cotton. And uh, got it from Zara. And and it's seasonal, seasonal shit. And uh, actually, you'll tear this. You'll rip this on your hair if you've got shaven hair like me because it's really coarse. You've got to be careful putting shirts out of cheesecloth. Cheesecloth. That's what it's called, cheesecloth. Anyways, getting past the fashion tips. Uh, Sal's got a question that will come later. That's the other thing I was trying to say. We'll get this content first. We'll give you guys these advanced tips uh, for dates and how to have these amazing dates. And then we'll get to your questions, social dynamics, dynamic dating relationships there we go that came out right and we'll get all that also uh lucas too lit comes in saying greetings brother uh yeah good good to see you here my man good to see you here i don't mind that name don't mind that name at all so let's get into this content i just want to make sure i'm recording here i always fucking forget that yeah okay yeah we're good we're good so what i'm gonna do to begin with because it's not actually a question but yes i had a i was dealing with a client earlier in the week who is already going on regular dates. Ah, oh, fuck. But I also need to mention... No, no, we'll get to that. We'll get to the clock face of social dynamics in a second. Let me give you the real context here, which is that he's already going out on regular dates, but a lot of these girls, uh, pretty high-quality girls as well, are not coming out for the day three. They're going out on the day twos, but they're just uh, flaking, but not flaking cold, flaking in a way where, to the best of which he described that they were just kind of stringing it out and just being very aloof, like taking days to respond to messages, still responding, but just not being very concrete. And he was having to do a lot of chasing, having to do a lot of wanting to get these girls to come out, which is never a good sign. Never a good sign. Hold on, I was about to dive into a major bamboo shoot then of what it means when a girl is not chasing you. That'll come later because that's an advanced tip as well. So that'll come later. Actually, there's, there's so many things uh, I want to get into that I'm just going to say them right off the bat here. We'll get into when a girl's not chasing you, what that means and how to correct that. We're going to get into the linger effect. I'm just pinning things in my mind to make sure that I don't forget these things because we go off on tangents because there's going to be a lot of stories that come out now that I can get into some more advanced, nuanced stuff. Got to be more stories. I don't have to be so linear with things because beginners don't do well with nuance. Uh, so stories there are the linger effect which is how girls should be ending dates with you. Uh, we'll get into the linger effect. We'll get into one punch man theory. Uh, I, I mentioned this in a bowl sip. I mentioned the one punch man theory, which if you guys have been longtime followers, I've mentioned it before, but never dived into what it 
what it really means and the stories that gave birth to it. But one punch, one punch man theory is an advanced dating uh, concept, like when you're on a date with a girl. And you, I've taken the most basic parts of one punch man theory and given it to you in the day two guide and the day three guide. And you would have even heard me mention the some really basic stuff from one punch man theory, such as when we finish kissing the girl, we just pretend and we play it off like nothing. That's part of One Punch Man Theory. That's a micro that comes from this much more expansive concept of when you're on a date with a girl. Uh, and so we'll get to that later. We'll get to the linger effect. We'll get to One Punch Man Theory and uh, free flow dates. Free flow dates. That's the main concept of uh, the advancing I want to get into today. Because of getting back now to what I was doing with my client, when I, when I went through his day twos, when I went through his dates, he's telling me these girls are flaking. And he's saying to me, Adam, is this just something wrong with me? Is there just something wrong with me? That, that's the thought that's going through my mind that I'm going out on plenty of these dates with these girls, but and I think they're going well, but they're just not getting back to me. And so, of course, as me as a coach, I'm an investigator. I need to investigate everything. So I get him the play-by-play. I'm like, tell me the play-by-play through these last three dates. And the overall theme was control. And he was even able to express this to me that, uh, he likes to have a, a tight handle, likes to have a tight handle on the date. And But the more of the essence of how he was describing his dates to me was that he's stifling his own energy. He's not allowing the flow between him and this feminine being to come through naturally. And it's because in his words, he's attempting to control the circumstances. Now, there's some context for you. I'm actually going to read you part of the summary email. Shout out my client, don't worry. I'm not going to mention names or anything too, uh, too rich. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read you some of my email summary to him based on our session here. Just to kick things off, keep things, uh, keep things really sharp. So, let things flow. This is part of the email I sent to him. Just part of it. In your attempts to control the circumstance, in quotes, in his words, you add resistance to your interactions and hence block the flow of energy, which in turn stifles the flame of attraction. When I asked how often you enter interactions, in quotes, both sexual and non-sexual, sort of applies to everything, end quotes, or in bracket, with the intention of, let's see what happens. You said rarely, but there had been one recent experience which allowed you to allowed for this because, in quotes, I happened to be in an environment that supported that, end quotes. That's in his words. Please be aware that you are the environment. We do not allow the physical surroundings to decide whether we allow ourselves to bring light, love, and powerful masculine energy. Recognize that you are the sole dictator of those qualities and have unlimited access to them at will. Should I choose to do with, do away with controlling the circumstance? Tactical fix, free flow dates. And that's where I'll now go into the tactics for you guys. So that's some, uh, that's some context for you right there. Oh, fuck. Now, now I need to take that pause, though, before we go into the real, the real nitty, because I said I was going to give context for those of you who are really new and why this is going to be very contradictory. So, And the clock face as well, for those of you that have never understood the clock face. So I'll get these done really quick. For those of you who have heard these before, I've gone into these at length in other more beginner podcasts. So the clock face, because I'll need to refer to the clock face quite a few times, it's worth rehashing. The clock face of social dynamics from 12 to 12. What does that mean? It's broken up into four segments. From 12 to 3, you are unconsciously incompetent. What does that mean? You're an absolute beginner. You have no idea how bad you are. You don't even know how bad you are. You don't even know what you don't even know. 
right? That's 12 to 3. That's when you're just getting started. From 12 to 3, that's your first quarter of the clock phase. From 3 p.m. down to 6, that's now conscious incompetence. Conscious incompetence, very quickly, is just that, well, I know that I suck. Now I actually have some experience. I know what I am very much lacking. I know what I need to improve on, yet I'm still very poor at it, right? That's your journey from a three to six on the clock phase, second quarter. In your third quarter, we now step into where this podcast and who this podcast is going to be relevant for. From six to nine on your third quarter, that's now conscious competence. And when I've used the term advanced and when I'm using the term advanced and advanced tips, don't conjure up some, uh, some. I don't know what it would, but I guess in the in this dating community, the term advanced has a lot of stigma, and like maybe that's like some guy who's just pulling five biddies a night and uh, has several casual relationships, and he might, but you know, it's this kind of player mentality. Oh, this advanced play. No, it's not how I refer to, and it's not the meaning I attached to advanced that word. Advanced to me is someone who's heading. From the beginning of 6 p.m. at the bottom into third quarter up into 12. So basically, he's already got conscious competence. He's already competent in what he's doing. Now, from 6 to 9, conscious competence, you're still drilling. You're still having to work on the skill set, but you know what you're doing and you're somewhat good at it. So what does that look like practically? You can run open qualification investment close, but you still have to think about it. It's not unconscious yet. And that's where now... 9 to 12, if you come around the clock phase, 12 to 3, 3 to 6, 6 to 9, 9 to 12, your final quarter in the journey of social dynamic skill set building at least. 9 to 12 is where this podcast and the advanced tips are really going to be most applicable to. Still applicable to 6 to 9, but really 9 to 12. And who, what's 9 to 12 mean? Unconscious competence where now not only is open qualification investment close something so deeply embedded within you that it's just subconscious now. You don't even have to think about it. There's that. But now that when we're speaking more about dates, you don't have to think about the different, the three different segments of a date. Now, for those of you who are like, what are the three segments? <laughs> we're not going to dive into those today because you should already know those if you're advanced, right? Now, for those of you that don't, a full guide to day twos, a full podcast on it. You can find the three keys in there. I'll just briefly mention them now. Neutral meeting point, isolation point, pull slash exit point. Three points, three key points that you need to hit in every single day you go on. Uh, sorry, every single day two that you go on. Obviously, in the day three, it's, you're not going to have a neutral meeting point, most likely. Most likely. So you should already have conscious competence over that. Six to nine should have conscious, is working on his conscious competence of going through dates with girls and being able to hit neutral meeting point, isolation, kissing the girl in isolation, pull slash exit, and managing the sexual polarity within that, sexual dynamic within that. And then 9 to 12 is when that started to become unconscious now. And that, now, now, now that I've gone through all that, now you can see why when we think about my client who I was just talking to, why controlling the circumstance is leading these girls and having this unnecessarily tight control over these dates is leading these girls not to come back to what i said before stifling stifling the natural sexual flow of energy between the two when you attempt to control things too much that is exactly what happens now the reason why this is going to be very contradictory and the reason why i said that what i'm about to talk about in this podcast 
if you're at 12 to 3, you're 12 to 3, or you're 3 to 6, you need to, if you want to sit in on this session, sit in. But do not take what I'm about to say and attempt to execute it because it is the exact opposite of what someone who is in the beginning of their journey should be doing, what I'm about to say. When I'm going to talk about free-flowing dates, which is the primary concept we're going to talk about today, free-flow dates, no, no, no. You should, you should not be doing what I'm about to say. You should be having tight control. You should be having to consciously and actively think about, okay, making sure that through my text logistics, I'm setting up the neutral meeting point. Okay, I'm meeting at the neutral meeting point, And when I get to the neutral meeting point, I'm heading straight down to isolation. I'm taking it, whether that's we're meeting up at uh, Federation Square. I'm going to take it to uh, Transport or to uh, the uh, new Arabian place that's up on Fed Square. Shout out to what's his fucking name? Parzed, Parev, Party Man, Parev, Parzed, something like that. I can't remember his name, but I know I referred him as the Party Man. Anyways, that restaurant up there, and you get your drinks, you get your coffee, and then, okay, I'm going to take it straight down to the botanics from there because that's really good isolation. I'm taking it down to the art gallery, I know there's some isolation to there, or I'm taking it down to here, blah, 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 State Library, da, 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 right? So I'm getting down isolation, and then, and then finally, the pool slash exit, I'm focused on. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to go into the details here, but I'm trying to paint the control that you need to have as an absolute beginner. And then you're focused on getting that kiss in. And when the kiss is done, if you have time screening for logistics, okay, is it going to be better to go back to her place or better to go back? You can see the control I'm talking about. When you're going from your very beginning of your journey from 12 to 3, 3 to 6, you need to have tight awareness. And what I'm about to talk about and to lay out for you guys is going to seem like, but that's the complete opposite of what Adam's been telling us. Exactly. Which is why sit in, absorb it, but don't don't think that this is for you. No, Jeffrey, this is not for you right now. Uh, this is for the mark that's get a little, I guess, a little bit later on. So now that I've got that context out of the way, I just you can see why I rarely get to talk about content like this, because for the most people, what I'm about to say is not relevant for. The, the vast majority of my audience is 12 to 6, most of them 12 to 3. There are very, there's not that many people that are beyond, just in the community in general, that have conscious competence, let alone unconscious competence. But it is my goal that we get some of you there. For those of you willing to do the work, that's what I'm here for. So here we go. Now that all the context and I've covered my bases as a coach is done, let's get into the real advanced shit here. So free flow dates. What I said to my client was this, you need to practice. And remember, actually, if you just listen back to that email or that summary that I sent to him, I said to him, how rarely do you ever go into a date with a woman thinking, yeah, I'm just going to let things flow, let things go, let things flow. And he said to me, rarely. But the one time he did recently, he described an incredible experience where the one time he was actually able to go into a date with a girl because he happened to be, I'm not going to mention the event, but let's just say he was at a spiritual growth event, okay, and where it's like a, it's like a weekend, it's like a weekend retreat spiritual growth event, and there's a, there's a few girls kicking about, a few biddies kicking about, and, and he happened to get sexually intertwined with one of them. And because he was just in the environment, as he described, he was able to let go of his deep-seated need to control the circumstance and control the date and every little fucking thing about it. And was able to just flow and just allow things to be very natural and allow just the connection to be 
unstifled between him and this woman. And that's when the girl was linger affecting. When the linger, I'll talk about that later. When the linger effect was coming on, that's when the girl was truly feeling him and want, and the wanting from her side, wanting to chase up on him. And most importantly, that the sexual chemistry uh, was on fire between the two because he was able to, in his words, flow, but more so to his words, the environment supported that. And if you were paying attention to what I said in my response to him, I said that you are the environment. Guys get so messed up on this. You're so messed up on this. They think that it's the coffee shop. They think it's the bar. They think it's the gardens. They think it's the apartment, their apartment or her apartment. And then that physical surrounding dictates their ability to unleash their sexual energy and to allow the flow between the woman in front of them and to, to, to just allow the, the, true, the true presence to flow through in this moment and to allow their authentic self to come out in such a powerful way. But that's all dependent on whether the environment's right and whether that supports this or not. And what I was trying to communicate to my client, not only in the session, but in the summary as well, is that you are the environment. You have to switch your mindset. And again, this concept is not going to make sense to someone who's just starting to learn how to date, but no, he's ready for this. So I'm saying, no, we need to switch this now. Instead of you thinking that I can only naturally free flow and enter a free flow state with this woman, is if the environment permits so, supports so. Now I say, no, I am the environment. We switch our perception. Key one here, I am the environment. Give me four square feet. Give me four square feet and I'll take a girl on a ride. I'll take a girl on a magic carpet ride. I've said this in a few other podcasts and I've never really dived into it because again, it's too nuanced. I'll dive into it for you now though. I've mentioned it, but I've never really tried to explain too deeply. Oh, maybe a little bit. Maybe in some other shorter videos, not in podcasts though. But when I say give me four square feet, that's the mentality of that I am the environment. It's like give me four square feet and a woman and I'm going to see if we can connect. Because what's the purpose? My friends who are watching this live stream right now, what's the purpose of going on a date with a girl? It's to see if we connect. All right, here's a mentality for you. I'm cool. I want to see if you're cool and see if we can be cool together. That's OG for you right there. But most importantly, I want to see if we connect. So if the primary purpose of us getting together, I'm this man, you this woman, getting together, is this for us to see us connect? It doesn't matter whether we're at the bar. It doesn't matter whether we're at the fucking beach or the gardens or wherever. The primary purpose here is that I want to see if my energy in tandem with yours, in connection with yours, can spark some type of flame. Because otherwise... I don't need to spend any more time with you, which is why our dates are always so low key and which is why I only need four square feet. So I'm going to push that four square feet to the side for a second because I need to come back here and coming on with this client. I said to him, so bring it back here, mate. What I need you to do is that in your next dates, let's say for the next week, however many dates you go on for the next week, he's going on roughly like two or three dates a week, I think at the moment. And I say, okay, for the next three dates, all you're going to do is set up the premise of this date being an adventure. Now, you guys heard me talk about this a lot. And the fuck? Can you guys hear that? Someone's doing some construction. I don't know. Someone's banging on the wall. Anyways, hopefully hopefully on the podcast you could hear that too badly. Anyways, getting back on. Setting the premise of the date on an adventure, which is that no longer are we going to set the premise of this date on the tea or the coffee or the 
Now, uh, there's a bit of a nuance here. I was also going to say, or the bar, or the garden, or the beach, unless you, on your initial interaction, made that as part of the adventure. But you guys will hear me talk about this a lot. If you go to any of my infield, most of the time, it's based on an adventure. Very different from when I was first coming up. When I was first coming up, and if you would go back to really early infield, uh, back in the day, back in the day, it was always very hardcore. My closers were very focused on the coffee, the tea, getting the coffee, getting the tea, right? But now, as you get a little bit further down the journey, you become more advanced, you know that it's really just about the adventure. And so a lot of times now, I'll just leave girls on the adventure. You might hear the word tea or coffee, but it's more, that that's like byproduct. It's more that, listen, you and I got to get to know each other, and that's going to be an adventure. Let's, let's get a drink. Let's go to the bar. Let's get a drink, right? So there's some closing tactics for you that help set it up. But what I'm saying to my client is that more so in the logistics and in your mind, in your mind, your mindset now is that I'm not going to the bar to meet this girl. No, I'm going on an adventure with this girl. We might go to a bar. There's a very big difference between the two things. That's 12 to 6. 12 to 6 is that I'm going to a bar to be with this girl. 6 to 12 is that I'm going with this girl on an adventure. We might go to a bar. You can see there's a very big difference between the two because there's a shift in focus. There's a shift on emphasis on what's most important here. In the first example of that I'm going to a bar with a girl, the focus and the emphasis is on control, control of the date, getting my all my points in, getting the logistics down, making sure I'm hitting off, checking all boxes, ticking all ticks. But in I'm going on an adventure with a girl and we might go to a bar, there's no emphasis whatsoever on the date itself and it's on everything about us. And so, and so I said to him, the next three dates, they're all going to be free for. And what this means is that all set them up, set them all up on the premise of adventure. When you text that girl, it's going to be, yo, Jenny, great, great meeting the other day. That was cool. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, so nice. Anyways, but uh, you're going to next text is going to be, okay, listen, let's hit up this adventure. Does 11 or 12 suit you better Saturday or Sunday? Giving her the illusion of control, of course. But of course, you gave her the options. Makes it easy for her to say yes. Key principles from day twos. Uh, go back, check out those podcasts. And so look at what I said right there, though. All right, let's go on an adventure together. Let's go on an adventure together. And you might chuck in if you mentioned back on the, uh, the initial interaction, we might go find a drink, we might go find a bar. You can chuck that in if you want, but the premise is adventure, right? Okay, cool. She agrees to that. No girls. No, if you did your interaction correctly, the girl's going to love that. So now, most importantly, when you rock up on the date, and that's what I'm saying to my client, when you rock up on this date, let go of control. I need you to understand this. Let go of control and that the only thing you're going to do only thing you're going to plan is just that we meet at this spot. So I'm going to say to this girl, you're going to meet me here. If you're in Adelaide, Moores Balls, you're in Melbourne, State Library. So I'll meet you at the State Library here at 5 p.m. on Friday. Obviously, coronavirus, COVID is not permitting right now. But that's actually why I wanted to do this more advanced uh, podcast now because it's, it, it's helpful for those of you that are advanced because it doesn't matter whether you're not going to be able to execute this tonight uh, because you've already got experience. So you could come back to this podcast. You could take what I'm saying right now. And in a month's time, two months time, when lockdown ends, you'll be able to fly right into it. So I'm saying to him, the only thing you're going to plan, and that's what I said to him, you're only going to plan the meet point. Just tell, you're just going to meet me here on the steps of the State Library at 5 p.m. on Friday, 
right? And you organize that logistics from that point onwards. Let it flow. Let it flow and let it go. And he's like freaking out. He's like freaking out as I'm standing here on this Skype set. He's, he's like, oh shit. He's like, he's like visualizing it with me because he has experience. It's real for him. He knows what, because of every other date he's ever been on that he goes on. They're so carefully controlled and orchestrated. And so what I'm telling him is that you need to let go of that. Now what I want you to do, I want you to literally rock up on the steps. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to breathe. I want you to just close your eyes and breathe and let her come. Let her come. If someone comes up to you and starts speaking with you, speak to them. I'm going to give you guys a story here in a second of when I first discovered this and the power behind it. But you know, if some people trust, if people try to interact with you, interact with them. But for the most part, just stand there and breathe. Stand there and breathe. Close your eyes. Breathe. You know, if the sun shines on your face, breathe. Let her come to you. Don't be rocking up on the day looking for her. Don't come late. Don't, don't try and play that card or fashionably late and so that you can control the circumstance of coming in on her. No, you're going to practice letting go. And so what this means is that we get up on these steps, you're going to push your hips forward, you're going to lean back, and you're just going to breathe. <laughs> just feel that diaphragm. Breathe. Okay, breathe deep. And for him, that's freaking him out because he's like, everything in his mind, his ego is so so attached to the control of being the man on the date and having to orchestrate everything. And I'm saying, if this is freaking you out, that's good because it's your ego recognizing the flame. It's your ego recognizing what's coming to burn it down. So if it's scaring you and it's making you a little bit queasy, that's good. It should. So that's what you're going to do. Now, when she rocks up, I want you to just feel that moment with her. When she rocks up on you, you guys hug, hold that hug if it feels right. If it doesn't feel right, let it go. Stand there. If it feels right to go and just find a bar of it with her, go find a bar of her. If it feels better to just stand there in four square feet with her and just fuck around with like little kids messing around with the world, maybe at the State Library in uh, Melbourne, 5 p.m. on like a summer's evening, there's going to be uh, people playing chess. There's going to be people uh, doing, probably do, there's going to be a dance crew there probably as well. There's going to be a lot of tourists. There's going to be a lot of energy around. Uh, if, if, if you guys feel like going into the library, go do that. But what I'm essentially trying to communicate to him is no plan, none. Just receive her when she rocks up on the date. You're already there. You're breathing based on her energy, based on your energy. And when those two things alchemize together and come together to form something very different, when the chemistry starts to, you know, when all the compounds start to mix together and you start to flow together, all of a sudden opportunities Ways that you could take this date are going to appear that never would if you were in your mind going, okay, we're at neutral meeting point, going to take her down isolation, going to get the coffee on the way, going to get the bar on the way. I had already planned out this bar. And in the last, in the last social Q&A, if it wasn't the last one, it was the one before. In the Q&A section, Johnny Chan asked me about winter dates, like what, what, what to do with a girl when it's like balls freezing outside, you're getting blue balls. And, uh, and he's talking about driving the girl to places on the date. And I told him to have five or six different preloaded options of bars he could go to, cafes, tea bars he could go to. As you can see, this, the, that's because that's a, a beginner I'm talking to. 
I'm not talking to that person now. I'm saying the complete opposite now. I'm saying no idea, no plan, preload nothing. Literally breathe, let the girl rock up, and whatever your first inclination is, go with that. And a lot of the times, and he's freaking out, my client's freaking out. Uh, this guy's actually goes like, I can't do that, Adam. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it's like it's too fucking difficult out of like no you haven't even tried it yet don't say that don't say that but i can see that's like that's the thought running through his eyes like i can't do this can't do this and i'm like yare by dekadu yare by dekadu if you try you can do it you can try you can do it and <laughs> it's uh it's a good time when you start to blow people's minds because they never even conceived of this that you could meet a girl for a date with no plan and uh and it's so much better it's the best. It's absolutely the best if you have already a subconscious control of what a date should be, which is what you learn from 12 to 6. So what often happens, I was going to say that, what often happens when you enter this state of just, you have you have no expectation. You have no attachment. If it means that I'm just going to stand here in four square feet with this girl and we're just going to fuck around and shoot the shit, so many of the best dates I've ever been on began that way. Just an hour, hour and a half, sitting on the bench where we first met, standing there where we first met. And and uh, yeah, okay, here's that story. So the story, I have told this story, I think, before. If not on a podcast, I've mentioned it in a bowl sip, but it's very relevant now. Because it's the first time I've, I truly discovered this. It's the first time I transitioned to free flow dates and why I've never run a date personally in any other way than this. It, that's how important and crucial this uh, experience was for me. And it was something that I didn't learn. I couldn't really have learned from anyone else. I've never heard anyone. I mean, <laughs> you guys know me. I don't follow anyone else's content in this space. Uh, not since I became a coach, but pre-Adam becoming a coach. So like, like uh, 17 to... 21 yeah because i've been coaching for five years now i used to watch everyone's content i knew every single little thing that's part of why it took me so long to get my shit together because i watched everyone else's content yet didn't go out there and experience for myself but i never heard anyone else instruct this this was something that i just had to find out for myself and that's where the meditation comes in and that that just like you're going to stand there and breathe so i'll give you where that got born from the story this was off uh this is this is off the man. No, there was before that. <coughs> the the it was just like a typical day two setup at the time. I probably three days ago had met this girl in the mall, Adelaide, run the mall. Just like a, I was out there with probably with Jordan, probably with Naj. We were just fucking around, just meeting girls, and I met this. Uh, what was she? She was like a half half. She was half half like me. She was half Vietnamese, half Australian, I think, and she was a beautiful girl. And I said, uh, you know, typical structure, you know, let's get a tea or coffee at the time. Now, this is Adam six, getting getting close to nine. Six to nine on the clock face, but not consciously, uh, unconsciously competent. Still having to think about things. And I set up for the day two, and it was going to be on a Saturday afternoon, I remember. It was Saturday afternoon. It was summer. It was warm. It was about 5 p.m., I remember. And I said to the girl, meet me at the Moore's Balls. Just typical. I was planning to... All right, neutral meeting point, Moore's Balls. Okay, I'm going to take her in isolation. We're going to probably grab a boost juice or grab a drink, take her down in the gardens. Typical, just running the setup. Running the setup, just cogs in the machine type thing. And uh, nothing nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary 
but something that I was still orchestrating, something I was still controlling, you could say. Just like my client is at prior, prior to this. And I remember rocking up. Oh, it was before that session. Before, before that session. Before that day. I remember I was playing a bit of guitar in my room. That's something I used to do to help calm me down. I used to play a bit of guitar and do a little bit of meditation before going on these dates. That's how you know that I'm not at 9 to 12 yet. And I'm just getting close to that because I'm still having to consciously can calm myself down before dates. And do things to steady my energy instead of just allowing my energy to be on a date. So, and yeah, so I'm playing a bit of guitar. I remember that, playing a bit of guitar, doing a bit of meditation in my room before going out on this day. Finally, time rocks up. It's getting close to 5 p.m. <clears throat> I catch a bus in. I catch a bus in and I say to myself, just I don't even know why. But I say to myself, and I'm, I always listen to music on the way to the day as well, just like some Disney music, just some, uh, some Aladdin, some, uh, some Little Mermaid, just to get myself in the vibe. <clears throat> and I don't even know why, what spawned this thought. But I said to myself, what if I just rocked up on this day and just abandoned everything? Instead of going through everything that's been working, I've already had lays from Cold Approach at this point, day twos. I already, I've already been to bring girls back from day twos. I'm already in casual relationship at this point. But I just thought, what if I just abandoned absolutely everything here? And I just, I rock up on the day and I just meditate. And that's what I was talking about the meditation before. What if I just stand there and just meditate and let her come? Like just whatever happens, happens. And as you can see, this is where the free flow date concept comes in now. And the idea of, let things flow, let things go. That's where this came from. And so I'd never done this before, but I said, fuck it. I'm going to try it. So I get to the Mormon's Balls. And at the time, I'm not sure if it's still there. In fact, I don't think it is. I think they took it out. But there's the Mall's Balls. And just in front of it, there was a tree. And I, what I do is facing the sun, the sun's at my back and the mall and the tree's at my front. So I'm facing the tree, the sun's on my back. And I just decide to just stand in front of this tree and just lose myself <clears throat> consciously i'd say adam let go of yourself here so i stand there i spread my legs pretty wide this is in the middle of the mall by the way and the mall's balls is like the direct hub of adelaide on the mall if you've never been there and so it's like people come there to con congregate congregate there and to meet people so there's a lot of people around and so normally what i would do is that i'd kind of pace a little bit you know i would walk around my phone i might you know just kind of walk around a little bit and you know, kind of steady my breathing, getting ready for this girl. That's what I would normally do. And just in my mind, going through the points, okay, making sure I know what's going on. It's like, none of that. It's like, now I'm going to stand here, spread my legs, face this tree, pull my hands out wide. And it's one of my favorite poses that around the world I've been taking photos of myself in this receiving the universe pose. If you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, you see me on planes. On planes, I'll do that pose where it's just basically... You spread your legs, you put your hands out wide, you put your palms to the sky, and as if you're receiving the universe. And it's just, you guys can't really see it with me on the camera here. But uh, you can go through my Instagram and you can find a lot of these posts like this. And you just tip your head to the sky. Like you tip your chin to the sky and you just breathe. You just breathe. You open up your chest, you open up your diaphragm, and you just, and you just receive the universe. And it's just this like as if, as if you're receiving the energy of the universe that's coming down onto you. And I'm just doing that in the middle of this mall. And I'm fully aware that everyone is staring at me. That there are just probably about 10, 20, maybe 30 people just passing by. Hundreds of people in the mall. But probably 10, 30 people just 
just there in that one spot. And and I just breathe and it's freaking me out. It is freaking me out at the time. And this girl is running a little bit late. I, I didn't get there that early. I got there like five minutes before. But I know that I've been here for a good five minutes. And at a certain point, uh, someone come up to me. A group of guys, some longboarders come up to me. Some really uh, kind of just chill, casual longboarders. They're going to be probably 18 years old, I'd say. 18 or 19. At the time, I think I'm like 21-ish, 20, 21. And they just like, just because of my state, just because of my energy, they felt welcomed to come up to me because I'm so vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable position for sure. <clears throat> and so they come up to me and they're just like, hey man, what's going on here? And I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of meditating. That's a to go. You know, she's coming up or something. I don't know. I don't know where she is, but fuck it, I'm here. And, she's, and they're all just like, oh, sweet. I'm like, longboard? Is that a longboard? Because they're carrying it. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, so I start asking them all these questions about how they got into longboarding and, um, and all these, and like the scariness, the danger, and we got into skydiving and shit and all these different things. And they're just like having a great conversation with these guys I've never met before. But all of a sudden, I'm lost, in, but I'm lost. I'm lost in the conversation with these longboarders. And then I feel a tap on my shoulder. And uh, it's Little Miss, it's Little Miss. I'm not going to mention her name. I'll just call her Little Miss for this story's sake. And uh, it's Little Miss, she taps me on the shoulder. And I'm like surprised. I'm like surprised because I had completely forgotten that I'm supposed to be meeting this girl for a date. Because I had just been through this meditation in a really vulnerable space, busting my comfort zone in this really open public area. But then I got into this awesome conversation with these longboarders. And I'm like, I've, I was just truly present for the last 15, 10, 15 minutes to the point where I'd forgotten I was supposed to be meeting this girl, which normally I'm very, a little bit anxious beforehand, but no anxiety before this now. And so I turn around and it's a little miss. <clears throat> and my eyes are just like, normally it's the girl's eyes that are going anime, that are going like Sailor Moon. For me though, it was my eyes. I was like fucking piggy. I was like just high on the, on the mountain dew of the universe. And so I'm like staring at her, just like I'm looking at the camera right now. For those of the podcast, you can't see it. But I'm just like, oh, my eyes are just like, boom. And I'm like staring at her. I don't even say anything. I'm just like smiling like a little kid in a candy store. Just like smiling at her, looking at her with my eyes big. And she like starts laughing. She starts giggling. And she just goes to hug me off the bat. I don't even remember really saying much. But that that energy, that just I just smacked her in the face with all this like present energy. And so she, her only response was just to go in and hug me. And so she comes in to hug me. And normally when I go to hug a girl at the beginning of a day, it's normally one armor. Because that's something for me that a girl has to earn. A girl has to earn two-handed hug. A bear hug, for sure, she has to earn that. It's not something I'm going to validate a girl with off the bat, off an initial day to. Normally not. Normally not. I normally only give her the one hand. If you guys always notice, when I finish a... Uh, interaction with a girl. Whenever I finish an interaction, I always hug, but it's always one hand. <clears throat> I don't give her that. That I only give her a double hand when I actually feel like I actually want to progress it with this girl. And that's something that she has to earn. And that's uh, just a place of coming from the abundance, prosperity, that I'm not seeking her validation. In fact, if anything, it's the other way around, that I'm qualifying her here. So there's a little bit of a tactic for you. But anyways, but because of the state that I was in, I was like, I'm going to fuck around with this girl. And so she, I go into one hand hug with her and she re- reciprocates with the one hand as well. <clears throat> but I then go in 
And I just put both my arms around the back of her neck and I put in her real tight and I just like hold on to it. And she's like giggling. She's laughing. She reciprocates by putting both arms around my waist. She's a little bit shorter than me. And so we're here like in this extreme embrace and three seconds pass by. And if you know, you got to count that in your head. One, two, three. That's normally when most people would let go of a hug. Now remember, this is the first day too. It's the first day too, after our initial interaction. We did have a mad instant day, but it was about a week ago and we just didn't get to organize it. And so I'm there and I don't let go. I just keep holding this hug and she starts to laugh. She starts to like, she uncontrollably laughing because it's getting like really awkward. And I just shouted, I just like, not shout, whisper in her ear. She's like, let's make this awkward. Make this as awkward as possible. Let's make this as awkward as we possibly can. And she just like keeps laughing, keeps laughing. And so I have this would go like 10 seconds now. And we're standing in the middle of this like packed area, just holding this hug. This like girl just cracking up laughing. And I'm laughing. I can't stop laughing as well. And because it's just ridiculous. It's so stupid. But we're doing it. <clears throat> and then I finally let go of the hug. And we've both got like tears coming out of our eyes because of like how much we've been laughing in this situation. And I'm just like, I just stare at her and it's like, okay, so I, yeah. And it's just silence, absolute silence, but everything is being said in that moment. It's like, I'm really just here to see who we are together. This is the connection that I'm after here. And it was really a qualifying moment because now you guys could probably guess from this point moving forward, of the two options, what's more likely? Based on the story that you just, based on the way our interaction just began, what's, what in your minds is your first guess? Is it more or less likely that Adam and this girl ended up having sex together and having a beautiful sexual connection? Or is it more likely that they kept it at the date there and they never saw each other again? I'll leave that with you. But at this point, it's like, well, if, if this girl's been able to show me that she's been able to be this free with me, right off the bat, then we're going to have a good time no matter what. And so I'm like, well, I guess we should start walking, I guess. Yeah, it's like, that's in my mind. Like, ah, fuck, let's start walking. So we start walking and we didn't even, no, we did get a drink. We got a boost juice. We walked down by boost juice and we went down to the gardens. But from that point on in that day, I let go of all control. It's like while I was subconsciously running the patterns of everything that I've been drilling over the last few years, last couple of years, it's uh, it's not in my mind consciously. As I'm walking with her, as I'm fucking around with the girls at Boost Juice, getting our juices together, as I'm fucking around with her, walking down uh, to the gardens, as we get down to the gardens and One Punch Man theory starts to come in now. <clears throat> but I'm not thinking about One Punch Man theory. Uh, which I will talk about in a second. But it, that's all been like... It's all, it's all there. It's like it's all like processes in the background. But all I'm consciously, fo- all I'm focused on is just really nothing. Like there's no thought in my mind anymore. I'm just enjoying my time with this girl, allowing the sexual connection and the sexual energy to flow through. And that, my friends, I'll pause that story there because that story goes much deeper. But you can, safe to say, I'll cut it to the end, is that uh, we ended up having one of the most incredible sexual connections uh, back at her place. And uh, she was a great girl. She was a girl that I had a uh, tremendous casual relationship with. But that was the first time I experienced free flow dates. And why, from this point on, I've never 
ever done it any other way since. I've never done it any other way since. I've never <coughs> attempted to control a date ever again because of what I experienced in that moment. So for my more advanced guys here, if you're looking for the tactical sum up there, basically you rock up on the date on the premise of an adventure. That's what you told her and that's what you told yourself and you let go of attempting to plan anything. You literally get yourself into a state of receiving. You don't necessarily have to close your eyes and get into the receiving universe pose, which if you guys want a visual of it, just go on my Instagram. Uh, it'd take me a little while to scroll down. But if you just scroll through my profile, you'll eventually find a photo uh, of me. Uh, probably the most recent one is of me in New York uh, or going on the plane to New York because I always do a receiving receiving the universe pose every time I go onto the plane on an international trip. Uh, there's there, but in Japan, got photos in Japan, did Melbourne after boot camp a lot of time as well. Anyways, you don't have to do that, but get yourself into a state that is going to physically, physically signify that I'm letting go. Whatever that means for you, whatever, whatever letting go is for you, whatever that means you're going to take your shirt off and just start doing push-ups in the middle of the mall and that's your letting go. Or if letting go is I'm going to rock up here and I'm going to close my eyes, open my eyes and whoever's in front of me, I'm just going to go and try and hug them, right? Whatever it is, whatever, whatever your letting go is, for me, it is every single day I've ever been on <clears throat> and every single client I've ever met on boot camp, I started every, the same way every way. And it is by spreading my legs, spreading my arms, tipping my chin to the universe and receiving the energy and just breathing and just entering that meditation, right? And I often say to clients who uh, rock up on boot camp, I often say to them, I'll be the guy receiving the universe <laughs> or I'll be the guy standing out there. Uh, you, you, you know, it's like, you know, I'll be the guy that you could see, right? And uh, <laughs> I remember being in New York, New York in Union Square doing that, meeting clients and meeting girls as well. And it's just, it's a signifying of letting go. Now, moving forward on the sum up, when the girl rocks up, no plan, no plan. If, if she's in a shitty mood and you're in a great mood and you feel like I'm just going to, if you're on Union Square in New York and you're going to meet her there on the steps, well, I'm just going to sit down with her on the steps and just understand her. Just try and get into the energy of it. If you're in Lincoln Road Mall, in Miami, South Beach, and you say to this girl, I'm going to meet you out the front of the Apple store. And you meet there at the front of the Apple store and you do that receiving pose at the front of the Apple store, which if those of you who have been to South Beach, Miami, have ever been to, that's a very strange place to be doing that. <laughs> it's not like a place where people congregate. <coughs> it's the Apple store. <laughs> there's like, there's the median strip of palm trees which is where you can sit down and there's the apple, there's like a sidewalk and then, or like a, the mall and then the apple store. And so if you're just standing there like that, this girl's going to be a little bit, uh, she's going to be like, what's going on here? What's going on here? I guess that's part of why I like to do it as well. It kind of makes a girl go, what? Excuse me? What's, what's about to happen here? It's, uh, it's the adventure. And so, <clears throat> and so whether it means you're going to sit there on the bench with her or you might decide, hey, Let's go find a bar now. Let's go find a drink together. You get a little bit thirsty. Or, hey, let's go dive into these, these shops. Whatever it is, though, let it flow. Let it flow and let it go. Okay, the reason why you can do this and the reason why you should not be afraid to do this 
is because you will only be doing this if you have drilled your three points of a day to repeatedly, to the point where they are now subconscious, unconscious. The reason why this works, it's like, why does this work for someone who's, why does this not work for an absolute beginner? Because an absolute beginner doesn't have the unconscious processing in the background of what it means to go through a date through all three stages, which is why I would never recommend he does this. He's going to fuck it up. He's going to miss so many things. He's going to be so, he's, let it flow, let it go. What the hell does that mean, right? What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It does, it, in fact, if anything, it hurts you. It hurts you if you're an absolute beginner. So you're yeah, just going to let the day flow from there. And what you find is that your sexual connection with a woman is only bolstered, is only set alight when you can do this. Because what do you, what do you think the girls and the women's receiving from you when you're on a date and you don't give a fuck about anything? Not e- like <clears throat> Guys that are 12 to 6 should be very much focused on doing away with their attachment to sexual validation. That's something that we all, from the very beginning of our journeys, we have to be keenly aware of. But more than that, it's a, so that should be there anyway for a guy who's gone out on a date. But what do you think it does for a woman where not only does she feel that from you, but she also feels that but he doesn't even need anything from himself. Not only does he not need anything from me, but he doesn't need anything from himself. That's where this like final stage comes in. This final cog just clicks in. And it's, it's the final thread of this masterpiece you've been putting together that not only do I not require sexual validation from the woman outside of me, but now I don't even require validation from myself. There's, it's, it's like I've eliminated myself. Adam doesn't exist in this experience anymore. Ski doesn't exist. Mason doesn't exist. Sal doesn't exist. None of these, Kevo doesn't exist. It's like I'm just a being experiencing this moment right here. There's nothing to do. There is nothing to do. And that's why it's so... It's so scary. That's why it's so scary for my client who was freaking out about it, who's like, he's excited, but he's fucking freaking out about this concept of free flow dates because, and he knows, he's, he knows what to do on a date. Now I'm asking him to let go of himself and to just be. Now, longer, now no longer what to do, now just how to be. It's an education in how to be is what I'm talking about. And when you can, when you can bring that for a woman, I don't remember. I don't remember the last time. I've never experienced. No, it's like never. I, one, it's like one time the toxic Russian girl. But other than the toxic Russian girl, which you need to go back. Uh, <laughs> it was at a social Q and A. Discuss that. But every other date that I've ever been on, where I've allowed the free flow date concept to flow, and just let go of myself, it always goes up like magic. The magic carpet ride can happen. The adventure can happen. And, oh, fuck yes. And this is where I can now talk about the linger effect. But I'm going to take a pause here because I do realize we're now going into something of a manifesto. We've been going for like 50-something minutes here. And I've barely even, I've only scratched the core concept. I've got through the core concept, but I haven't discussed the linger effect. And I haven't discussed One Punch Man Theory either. So this is going to be a longer session today. But an adv- so should an advanced concept. An advanced concept should be a longer piece of content. <laughs> but I'm going to dive into the... Uh, just dive into the chat. Just say hi to some of you guys. <clears throat> oh, shit. We got our first super chat from 
Olishka99. Uh, from Olishka99, he says, please answer my question would mean the world to me. Uh, don't worry, Oli. We will, when I get to the social Q&A section of this podcast, your question will come first because that's what happens with all the Super Chats and I'm extremely grateful he donated uh, two euros, I believe that is. Two euros, which is $3.60 Australian. Uh, how do I know that? Because YouTube's got a cool new feature where they show that to you now. So uh, I'm very grateful. Hontoni arigato gozaimashita, Mr. Oli-san. Oli-san-san. I'll get your question as soon as we get into Q&A, but we're in good time. In good time. And I see a lot of other questions from you guys. I see a lot of other people up in this chat. Uh, Kakashi Hatake is up in here. Uh, from the, <laughs> Good to see you here, my friend. Uh, Raul Duke is up in here as well, saying things that are not even in English. So, Raul, you need to post that in English. I have no idea what those means. Doom Lord, Doom Lord BG is up in here. Just, uh, uh, he's up in here. Ray Singh's up in here. Yo, Adam, been a while, mate. Has been a while, right? Good to see you here. Ian Kais is up in this chat. Uh, he's got some questions there. I'm just I'm just saying hi to you guys. Justin H up in here. It's just saying hi to some of the guys coming in. I'm going to dive back into the linger effect, which is really important. But so, yeah, for those of you that are, are new to this, we'll get to the Q&A in good time. If you are enjoying this content, though, just drop a thumbs up on the video. I really appreciate it. It helps to support me. helps to support the channel. And uh, lets me know you enjoy this content. Don't forget, Bullsip Weekly Amount Newsletter comes out later today. Hit up bulldozer.com, free article every week, and uh, put a lot of effort into it. So, Ollie's question will come first when we get to Q&A, but not before we get into the linger effects. So, for advanced guys on dates. Oh, this is actually something that would be a little bit... It's something that a beginner will be able to take and recognize in his dates, is am I getting the linger effect on dates? However, you might not be able to do anything about it. If you're an absolute beginner, you might not be able to do anything about what I'm about to talk about going on a date. However, it's going to be really relevant when you do start to uh, get more consciously competent going out on dates with girls, the linger effect. So what is the linger effect? The linger effect is something that you'll notice at the end of not only initial interactions, but most importantly, at the end of your dates, who's ending the date? The linger effect should be from her, not from you. If you have run, it's, a, it's probably the number one criteria that you could look back on. For me as a coach, when I'm uh, coaching my clients, it's probably the number one criteria that I want to know from a more advanced guy when he tells me he's getting flakes How's the linger effect? Is she linging on you? She waiting on you? She chasing on you? Or is it the reverse? Are you waiting on her? Are you chasing on her? Are you wanting on her? Are you lingering on her? At the end of a day, who's ending it? If she's ending it, then by the very default of her ending the date, what does that look like? Well, uh, maybe it's getting a little bit late. You guys had had uh, had your drinks, and maybe you got a little bit of bite to eat or something, or you had some isolation down at the river, or you're down the beach, whatever. Or you're at this bar, <clears throat> or even if it's uh, day three and you she's back at your place or you're back at her place, or maybe it's getting towards that time of the night, and it's it's obvious that this is what should happen next, and in your system of pull slash exit, this is what should be happening next. But she's going well. 
well, it was nice. That was nice. Or that was good. That was good. Uh, you know, really good meeting. Good, really good hanging out with you tonight. Or she's instigating the end here. And she's basically saying, well, this is fine, but not for you. This is good. This has been good, but not tonight. Not for you. Right? So she's saying, well, anyways, I better get going. Because some girls aren't that brutal. Like, they're not going to say that directly. But they might say, well, uh, yeah, you know, I've got to get going. Got to, got to go dinner with my friends, you know, tomorrow. Or, you know, got to, got to get my washing off the line. You know, they give you some, any excuse, a thousand and one excuses, basically, to say to you, yeah, this has not been that good. <laughs> Not for you. So she's not lingering. She's not lingering on you. You're lingering on her. When you know you have nailed a free flow date or a date in general, but for as we've just gone on for the last 15 minutes, if you are doing, if you are nailing your dates now, uh, and what, what, what nailing means, means now to go through free flow. If you are free-flowing in these dates, she will be lingering on you. What does this now look like? Let's say you in that you went to that free-flow date and you decided that you two would just, ah, you fuck around, you fuck around the mall for a bit. Hey, I want to see if this girl can approach people as well. That is one thing I love to do because I'll never plan that on my dates with girls. I never go in thinking, yes, I'm going to get her to approach other people with me. It's just something that as the natural free flow of a day goes on, I want to see. It just happens. It just happens every single day. I just don't remember the last day, that, I, especially in free flow, that it didn't happen. But it never happened because I was <clears throat> orchestrating it. It's just something that I love to do. I do it with everyone. So maybe we're fucking around some people in the mall. And uh, she was meeting up with... Uh, she went for these old people. We had a good time. We decided we got a bit hungry. We went, uh, we went and found someone to eat down in Chinatown or whatever, or uh, down in Koreatown, and we found someone. And now it's getting a little bit later, Maybe we went to a bar, found something, just found something. That's cool. Fucking around. Maybe we went to a bar that uh, has a bit of Monopoly or Jenga. Those are really good bars. It's a few of them in Melbourne. You could play games and shit. And it's getting towards that time of the night where it's like, well, I've had isolation of her. I've made out of her, no doubt, by now. And hey, well, I've already sorted out by logistics that she's got she's got her apartment. I can go back to her place, or I'll go back to my place, bring her back to my whatever we've worked it out. But it's time to pull that trigger. I'm always sifting, and it's not really conscious at this point. But it's something that for my guys that are going from nine to twelve, as you're becoming more advanced now, and you're advancing your skill set in dates, just take note of who's lingering. If you've nailed the date, if you have been present, if you have allowed the flame of the natural energy, the stoking of your flame between your masculine and her feminine, and the sexual connection has just been right, and when it feels right and it feels good, and that's this is one of the key criteria and key, ind- key uh, indicators, is that she's lingering on me. If we're sitting there up in this bar and we've just played this Jenga and you know, she's fucked it up or something and it's just smashed the blocks... And she's uh, finished up a drink and, you know, we're starting to stare into each other's eyes. We're staring into each other's eyes and nothing in the world the world really matters. And maybe I lean in and, and I go to kiss her. I just give her a little kiss and, you know, she's like batting her eyelashes and she's like getting a little coy and shit about it. And it's just blowing her. You know, you can feel the tension is just building. But, of course, we use one punch man theory, which means that we don't, uh, we don't, we don't go, uh, we don't overcook it. 
I'll talk about that later. And, and you know, so we leave it at that pack, but, you know, she's like, so, so she now starts to go, starts saying things like, so she starts to move her body like this. For those of you who are on the podcast, she moves her shoulders side to side, starts to really twirl her hair, curl her hair. Remember how I said to you, the linger effect is also present in your initial interaction. The things I'm talking about right now, these are things that if you're keenly aware, you will notice that when you've nailed the initial interaction in the club, on the street, a girl's going to linger, okay? In an initial interaction, not too long. Do not let it go on too long because then you're going to, that's a short window. But on a date, on a date, you can let it, you can let it go on a little bit more. Let it linger. Let her tension build. And so she's going to start to play over herself. She's going to start to twirl her hair, play over her hands. She's going to start to say things like, so what are you doing tomorrow? What's going on? What are you doing tomorrow? Do you, do you have to, so do you work, do you work early in the morning? She's going to start to say things that are going to start to indicate I'm waiting on you. I'm lingering on you. I'm chasing on you here. I'm wanting on you. <clears throat> this is what you know and how you know that you have nailed this date and that from this point onwards, it's in full control now. You just need to pull that trigger. And if there's any conscious thing in a free flow date that I would <clears throat> permit you just reading, it's the linger. But once, but that's only 9 to 12. That's like at the beginning, like on, that's nine, that's like nine to 10. But then once you start to get really full circle and you really start to just re repeat, repeat free flow dates, what you notice is that you don't even consciously read the lingering, like you don't go in your mind like, oh, she's lingering right now. No, now I just like, you sense the moment and you go, she's waiting on me. But you don't even think it anymore. It's just natural. You would just take her hand and you go, hey, listen, uh, let's catch the bus. Let's go. This And of course... A lot of the times it's going to be like, if it depends on, is you going back to her place, you go back to your place. Listen, Anchorman, back in my place, let's go. You haven't seen fucking Anchorman? Let's go. Take it back to your place, Anchorman. You haven't seen Beauty and the Beast? Let's go. You haven't, what, you haven't seen Lion King? Right? Or you have seen them? Or you fucking love Little Mermaid as well? Let's, your, is your housemate there tonight? She went, yeah, but she's not, she's not a problem. There's another indicator. There's another advanced indicator of when you know it's right. When it comes time to take her out of the dessert house or out of the bar or out of the uh, wherever the fuck you were off the garden and to your exit point slash pool, which now is a pool point because you know that it's right, is that you just throw up that little logistical question. But of course, you're not really going to think about it because you drill this shit through 12 down, 12 all the way to 12. And so you just know that when I said it, we'll go, so yeah, is your, is your housemate home? It's just a natural thing because you know that through years or if not years, thousands and or hundreds and hundreds of reps, you know that when you say to a girl, is your housemate home tonight, right? All you're looking for is her linger effect now. Linger effect is she going, yeah, yeah, she is, but uh, I, maybe, right? right? She's, she's, if, if, if a girl gives you a hard answer and there's no linger, where it's just like, yeah, she is home tonight, well, then you know that this is your, stop right there. Stop right there because she's not lingering. She doesn't linger at all. And that linger is just an overall word. And the linger effect is an umbrella of a woman communicating to you that I trust you. I'm placing my sexual trust within you. 
so lead me, take me there. Okay, so I'm I'm not. Most women are not going to say those things to you directly, nor should they. You should have the social savviness as a direct, congruent, authentic man to be able to read a girl's linger effect when she says, "Yeah, I guess, I guess uh, my husband might be home. My husband might be home, right? Or you know, uh, my parents might be home. Or if you guys are a little bit younger, or my sister, my I think my sister's got some friends over, but." That but, that but, right? You read that and go, well, hey. And then you go into your repetition, which is that, now it's repetition because you should have drilled this, but it's stuff that you should have worked out throughout your day too anyway, which is what are the kind of things that this girl would like to watch? You know, I mean, this is absolute basics, right? I'm just, I'm just, it seems silly that I even have to mention it right now because we're in an advanced podcast right here. But if you go back on my day two principles, for those of you that are new, you should have been screening throughout the day the things that you guys connect on. You should have been screening, is she into comedy? Is she into Disney? Is she into what type of things does she like that we could go back and do together, right? Is she into fucking coconut oil and chill? Is she into green tea? Is she into coffee? What What is she like, right? Is she the type of girl that would love to come back to my place and listen to me play guitar. Is she the type of girl that, that listen, put on a candle, get that Yui Boom speaker and put on the latest Janae Aiko album? Is she that kind of girl? I, I'm throwing you guys up all examples here of girls that I have, that, that these are real girls. These are real examples that I'm just throwing at you right here of real things that, that these were just the, the trigger pulls. That when we were there in the dessert house playing Jenga, uh, sucking down some dark chocolate and strawberries, and and, I'm, and, it's, and she gives me that linger because it's nine thirty p.m. and I say to her, "Listen, what's going on at your place back tonight?" And she goes, "Oh well, yeah, I think my housemate's working the night shift. She's, yeah, she could be, she could be, right? I'm not really sure, right? I'm just like, all right, fuck, let's find out. Let's uh, and let's see if we give you an example of that girl. Well, hey." Listen, uh, I know that you said that you like uh, you heard, you got Janae's uh, recent album, right? You heard that, and she's like, yeah, I fucking love Janae. And I'm just like, hey, I've, I haven't finished listening to it yet. I've only listened to like the first three tracks, and then that gives her the impetus to go, oh fuck, fuck yeah, let's go back, let's go back and listen to it then. And I'm just like, oh, do we catch what, what bus do you catch? What bus do you catch? Or do we, are we going to Uber there? And she's like, oh, we can catch an Uber. Or we can, or the bus is only like five minutes, so we can do that as well. And so. It, the, the logistics of going back to her place now is so organic. It's so organic because you read the linger effect, which is just in that moment. Which is that now, it shouldn't be a surprise either. It shouldn't be a surprise because if you've been present and you've done the free flow day concept of what I talk about at the beginning here, then at this point, you're just waiting to read the temperature. You're just reading the temperature of when she's ready. That's all you're really doing there. That's all that's, it's, it's just, has her, uh, has her internal temperature raised to the point in which that she's good now, sexual trust has been placed within you, and that is what the linger gives you, the linger gives you that, that's that, that full indicator, no girl who has, who does not have the trust within you, who is not feel like, oh, I'm ready to give myself to this guy tonight, no girl is going to linger on you, be one on you, chasing on you. No girl's going to do that. She's not going to have that confidence to do that. She's not going to say to you, 
yeah, I guess my parents might be there, I guess, right? Or, mm, mm, no, no, she's going to give you hard answers. She's going to try and get out of there. She's going to be the one ending the day, which is how I began this linger effect concept, which is saying that if a girl is ending the day, then you fucked up. Either you fucked up or you guys are so far off. Your energies are so misaligned. But you would have ascertained that in the first 10, 30 minutes and ended the date yourself. You, you, you pick those things up really quickly. So if you guys have been together for an hour, hour and a half, and she's the one instigating the end of the day, well, then you have, you've somewhere within your presence, and to my client here, somewhere within your ability to be present with her, allow the sexual energy to flow between you two. It just hasn't been there. You've been, if you're my client here, you've been too focused on control. And this is why I want to hit you guys with something. You can sum this up into one quote, which is this. Or one concept. The more, the more I attempt to control things. Actually, let me pause you right there. Because I want to get this from the email. Oh no, I wasn't even in there. Oh no. Okay. In his words of this, let me in those of this. Yeah, here. I'll say this first because it gives it more context. When he said to me, or I asked him, how often have you been? in free flow dates where you just allow things to see what happens and he says to me rarely but i happened but i had a recent experience which allowed for this because i happened to be in an environment that supported that controlling the circumstance the less you attempt to control things the more things come under your control <clears throat> just that's it that's why I wanted to just pause that and give you the context. If you think that your dictation of the environment of controlling every single little thing on this date and controlling the vibe and the energy between you and her and having to just just be this like this dictator, it's like a dictator mentality of controlling the circumstances, the less control you have. It's like it's like with this water right here. Hold on. Right here, I just, I've just poured a little bit of water for you on the podcast into my palm, just out of this bottle. And it's like, the more I attempt to control this water, if I went to go squeeze this water in my palm right now, aka, went to squeeze the life out of this date with this woman by controlling every little circumstance, what happens to the water? It leaves me. The more I attempt to squeeze it, the harder I squeeze this water, look at it dripping down the side of my forearm. It leaves me. The less control I have. The more I attempt to control things, the less control I have. Let's try that again. I just poured more water into my palm. And I just let it be. I'll just give you a different angle there. Hopefully you can see it on the light. Now for those of you on the podcast, what is this aligned to on a date? If I just allow the water to be, it stays with me. The less I attempt to control this water, the more control I have. It stays with me. That right there is just a physical visualization of how you should run your dates. That is the free flow concept. When you just allow things to be, and I'm just going to drop this on my bonsai tree, give me a sec. The, the, the more I attempt to control things, 
the less things, the less control I have. And the less you attempt to control things, the more things come under your control. That is just that. That's that's all we're talking about here. That's all you're talking about here, and that's when that linger effect will come on. Because the linger effect does not come on if a woman senses that you have been stifled. She's been stifled. A girl, a girl will not get. And for all the naturals out there, and for any of you that have been through a a rock solid date, you've done this. You had to. You had to convey and communicate communicate to a woman that I've let go of myself to a certain degree, certain extent, for her to go. Yeah, I sexually trust this guy now. You had to, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, and whether you did it for a long enough period or not, you had to do it for a certain amount of time. All I've done here is just describe to you what the actual mechanism is and how you can bring it on. So hopefully that explains uh, that. Yeah, I think that goes into the linger effect for you guys pretty intensely. Now, there's one more concept I wanted to talk about, which is the one punch man theory, which is the last thing we'll wrap up on before I get to the Q&A, which we already have a super chat for from Olishka99. <laughs> so uh, we'll get that. Um, I'm just going to dive in here and say that if you guys are enjoying this content, please hit that thumbs up down below. Help support the channel. Help support everything that's going on here. I really appreciate it. And uh, just say hi in the chat box. I'll be getting to your questions pretty soon now. I'm just going to wrap up on one punch man theory which I've never discussed in detail. It's too advanced. It's too advanced. But just say hi to some of you guys. Uh, actually, there's nothing new there. Oh, there's no new one coming in. So that's cool. So, oh, Rami actually, no, Rami is up in here as well, saying, oh, we so happy I'm watching you live. Cheers, mate. Uh, good to have you up in here, Rami. I really appreciate it. So uh, let's do this shit. Let's get on. Let's get on. Let's get on to this final final advanced concept I want to speak on today. Uh, actually, and there's actually a lot of... I've actually not gone into that many stories, which is interesting. I think I'm just trying to keep it as tactical as possible for you guys. I'm not... I've gone into some stories. But One Punch Man Theory will give you some stories. I'll give you some stories here. So... One Punch Man Theory. I've mentioned this. I've mentioned this briefly. I've never gone into it that deeply though because it's it's too much of a nuance how that which is why it's too much of a nuanced concept which is why I just took the absolute basics of it the absolute basics and just kind of honey dicked it not honey did I, I no I give it to you I gave it to you I just I just stripped it there we go I stripped it down to make it as basic as possible so that an absolute beginner could get the basics of one punch man theory and apply it in his day twos and, that, and, and you've heard me say this before. When we kiss the girl, what do we do immediately afterwards? Yeah, it's quiz time for you guys. For those of you that have been with me long enough and have watched the Full Guide to Day 2's podcast or the Day 3 podcast, I've probably mentioned this a few times. What do we do immediately once we've kissed the girl? Like after the first, first motion, first two or three motions, maximum three. So you've had three motions of kissing the girl. What do we do? Do we let it cook or do we separate? Give you that. Give you the answer now. We separate. Now, after separate, what do we do? Do we stare at her? Do we stare at her like like deer at the headlights? Do we do we talk about the kiss? Do we do we attempt to get all lovey dovey romantic with her and try to espouse all of our romantic uh, ideas and worldly concepts? <laughs> Of course not. 
<laughs> no, no. But some guys would have you do this. Some guys would think that's the thing to do. No. What do we do? What do we do? Once we finish the kiss, what have I always said? You play it off like it's nothing. Get back to what you were doing. Get back to you were on the date. You were down there in the gardens. You guys have heard me mention this in many stories. If I was there previously meditating with a girl in front of the lily pond and I just all of a sudden just want to interrupt that moment and I turn over and I say to her, listen, sit up. She sits up and I say, hey, close your eyes five seconds. She goes, why? I'm like, listen, you need to close your eyes five seconds. She closes her eyes. I go in, I kiss her. We have one, two, three motions. And then all of a sudden I break off the kiss and I'm like, okay. And then I go back to meditating. And then I go back to meditating. I go back to look up at the sky. And of course they go and goes, what the fuck was that? What the fuck is that? It's just like, what do you just bring girls down to the garden and you just, you bring, you meet girls on the street, you bring them down to the garden just so you can kiss them? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Now, excuse me, actually, no, most of the time I don't even respond to it. I just go, shh. <laughs> and we just get back, just get back to meditating. And she cracks, I love you as well. How many times I've done that, I cannot tell you. But that's legit. And, and so what's the principle? So I've mentioned that story to you or that, or that's the way that we handle the kiss, but I've never explained the actual theory behind it, or very rarely, and never in depth, which is one punch man theory. So, one punch man theory is this. We make the big things small, and the small things big. That is one punch man theory summed up. Now, where does it come from? Actually, no, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the history in a second. I'll just explain it a little bit more. So we made the big things small and the small things big. In that story that I just, or that example I just gave you, <clears throat> i give you another one. i give you another one. Sitting on the beach with a girl. You got your towels, you're on a day two or a day three, sitting on the, uh, watching the sunset go down. <clears throat> so let's use a day two example here because day three is a little, little more, you're a little more sexually progressed. Let's say sex two, uh, sex two. Day two. Day two, you haven't kissed a girl before, but you're there, uh, you're there on, the be- on the beach, or maybe you're walking up with a jetty. There's tons of people in the jetty or whatnot. You've gone underneath the jetty. You find yourself a little spot, a little spot isolation, and you're watching the sunset go down, and it's just good, and it feels good, right? It's a pretty romantic moment. It's a pretty big moment. It's a big moment. Like, this, this, is, a, this is some 21st, 20, 21st century Fox shit. Right, when you guys are, you guys there on the beach and you're in the towers, it's like it makes sense that you guys should. It's like every romantic novel has you two embracing each other and kissing each other right now. Every every date, every woman in their mind right now, it's going through her mind for sure. This is a big moment. It's a moment where big things could happen. So what are we gonna do? What's that core theory I just gave you? A core concept I just gave you guys. Make the big things small and the small things big. So, so it's, it's, it's definitely right. The kiss is right here. Isolation, that's fine. No problem with that. So I'm going to go in and kiss this girl, for sure, because it's right. Chemistry's there. Moment's right. Feeling it. Feeling it. I ask my heart, does it feel right? Feels right. Good. Go in and kiss the girl. Now, the next thing that society would have us do is maintain this passion deeply romantic makeout to then deeply stare into her eyes afterwards and to tell her how much that she's so special this is such a special moment she's never experienced anything like this before it's absolutely incredible 
And then we would take her by the hand and we'd walk her to water's edge and we would, uh, and we would embrace her, embrace her as mother of our children, as the woman that we're going to spend the rest of our lives with. And then, and then we would take her, we would get back into the car and then we would drop her back at her place and we would walk her to the front of her door and we would kiss her goodnight. That's the romantic novel. That's, that's the big moment. That's, the mo- that's, that's what every Married at First Sight, The Bachelor, what every romantic novel would have you play out. Right? It's that essentially what they're trying to do is make the big moment big, which is what everyone expects. Everyone expects you to take the girl to a movie, to a fancy dinner, and then to take her home and kiss her goodnight. Right? That's making the big moment big. Now, you can see why there's a lot of problems with this. Not only is it textbook, and not only is there so many things wrong with it in terms of putting the girl on the pedestal, in terms of seeking her validation in that sense, and playing into this, this, this narrative that this narrative that has been set up for you that has nothing to do and has no calibration to the energy that has been exchanged between you two. You're just following a script. All of those issues aside... It's, it's, make, it's expectation. It's like, this is what is expected. It's like, and I've always had a problem with this. I've always got, no, this doesn't make sense. It does, it's like, I've, barring like a few dates in high school, I worked this shit out real quick that, no, dates, a date isn't me trying to impress a woman. A date isn't me trying to convince a woman. A date is primarily for me to see if we connect with each other. I'm trying to see if she's worth my time. I'm trying to see if she's a cool girl. Otherwise, I don't want to spend any time with this girl. It's not about me paying for some expensive dinner to try and convince her that I'm uh, some some well-off, some some uh, provider male that's going to they're going to take care of her, and then after three or four dates, then maybe she'll give me sex. It's like no, no. Yet that's that's what society's trying to pay for us. So I'm like, nah, none of this shit. I'm gonna one punch man this shit. So, and I'll explain that later why it's called One Punch Man. So, instead of making the big moment big, I'm going to make the big moment small. So, when I'm there on the beach, I'm there with any scenario where I'm about to kiss this girl. I'm still going to kiss her because that needs to happen. But instead of turning it into and overcooking it into some massively uh, amorous, romantic makeout, no, I'm going to cut it short. I'm going to short circuit this program, short circuit this narrative. And so, when you're there making out, and just as it's getting good, just as it's getting going, you've just started that kiss, you pull back. And not only do you pull back, you go back to whatever the hell you were doing. If you were just talking about random shit, yeah, go back to talking about random shit. If you were meditating, yeah, go back to the meditation. If you wanted to go for a quick walk on the beach, and go, hey, let's, let's get up, let's go for a quick walk. And you just completely short circuit this intensely romantic moment, this incredible moment of tension that's been building up. And you play it off like it's nothing. What did we do? We made the big moment small. What did we do? We cut all expectations. What did we do? We showed social savviness beyond anything she's ever seen before. Everything from any other male she's ever seen before is that the male would try to suck the life out of this moment. He would try to get as much kiss as possible to the point where she has to push back. That's what most guys are going to attempt to do. And that's what she expects. So we do everything and this is, uh, I call it one punch man theory, but you could also call it George Costanza theory. If everything you think is right has been wrong, 
then naturally doing the opposite of everything that you think is right must be right. That is the theory behind George Costanza in a Seinfeld episode called The Opposite. One of the greatest one of the greatest episodes you'll ever see. And there's actually some good wisdom in that in relation to your daily life as well. <laughs> Where he goes up to a girl in the, in the restaurant, in the cafe, in the coffee shop, in the coffee shop, and he goes up to a woman and he says, he's like, listen, listen, my name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> and she's just like, hi, my name's whatever my name, whatever, Veronica, or whatever her name was. And uh, he basically just does the opposite. Now, that's that's George, you could call it George Costanza theory if you want, but I call it one punch man theory because that's where I created it from. But they both align with each other in which that you cut the expectation. You do the complete opposite of what society expects and what the girl expects. So instead of overcooking the kiss and sucking it and waiting for her to break it, we break it and we break it really quick as well. And then when it is broken, we completely devalue whatever just happened in her mind. But in our mind, it's like we never valued it that highly. It's like the only reason why I kissed you is because I had no other choice. I kissed you because I had no other choice. My heart was going like this. Boom, 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 boom which is the signal going back to our day twos that this is right. This is right. When we're in isolation, when I'm connecting with a girl, or even if I'm not verbally connecting with a girl, but Adam said that a lot of girls don't verbally open up until they're physically being connected. That's true for a lot of girls. So I still got to kiss her anyway, even if my heart isn't really banging that much, but certainly if it is banging, then I got to kiss the girl. So I have no other choice. I have to kiss the girl. It doesn't extend beyond that. There is no other value beyond that. I'm not trying to kiss the girl because I'm trying to I'm trying to get all my eggs in one basket with her. I'm trying to show her that whatever you're trying to show her, I can't even get into that mindset anymore. But you're just not trying to do what society is trying to tell you to do here is what I'm saying. And so the value was checked off just as long as I kissed her. But I didn't need to make out of her for that much longer. I didn't really want it. As long as I just kissed her, established that sexual connection, good. Back to it. Back to the day right here. Back, back to whatever the hell we were doing right here. If I was just meditating with her, if I was just wanting to go for a quick walk. And of course, you're going to make her angry. That's going to upset her in a very cheeky way. And yes, a girl is going to get fired up by that. A girl is going to go, what the fuck was that? What are you talking about? Like, what, what, what did you break up? What? Yeah, she's going to just like, it's system error in her mind. I've never seen a girl that, I remember this one girl uh, shout out to Mally. Shout out to Mally. We were up, uh, we were in the Torrens River. I don't mind using her name here because uh, she's got a kid now, actually. And uh, this is just a great fucking experience. And she's a really cool girl. We were, uh, oh, this was a, I met her on a bowl session, free community session. I used to run them all, get 10, 15 guys, or go out and coach them how to do day game. This is where I first started coaching. And Jordan was there. And I approached these uh, these two girls in the mall. Jordan came up. He winged at me. I took my girl, Mally, on an instant date up on the mall. She was like a French. She's like Frenchish. She was, she was like, she had some Vietnamese in her, but she was French as well. And mm, she was wearing a see-through white top. Oh, so good. So good. Any girls watching this right now, you want a key to turning Adam on? See-through white top with a black bra. That is on point. 
fucking on point. I love the girls that do that. It's you don't see it that often anymore. But you just gotta go back and watch some movies from the nineties, watch some romantic movies from the nineties, uh, or even some just James Bond movies from the from the nineties, like old Roger Moore and shit. You'll see girls doing that a lot. It's a great style. Anyways, she was wearing it like that, and that got me fucking fired up. So, anyways, I got an instant day with this girl. I took her while Jordan was taking care of her friend. Came back, set up for the day two. We're on the day two. We're down there on the river, high up on the river. Closer to where like, the bat trees are if you're there in Adelaide. And we're sitting there on the bench. And it's a hot afternoon. And uh, and we're having a great time on this bench. A free flow day as well. I'm at that stage. And I'm sitting there next to her on the bench. And it's like it's my heart's going bang. Heart's going bang. I know it's right. So I go and I'm like, I'm going to kiss this girl. I go in, And this is where One Punch Meth Man Theory is in full effect. I go in. I'm like, listen, you need to shut up for a second. <laughs> She's like, why? I'm like, just... Close her eyes. She closed her eyes. I lean over. I start this kiss. We had a lot of sexual tension between each other. And it's like she grabs me by the back of my neck. Fingernails digging into my neck. And it's like this is where you want to go full balls. You want to go full balls. You want to get into a really physical amorous make out here. But no. One punch man theory. That is what romantic novel says. Do the opposite of what romantic novel says. Do exactly what one punch man would do. Which is, make the big moment small. So, I break it off. I break it off, and I just go back to like, I was just like, yeah, alright, that's cool. And I just like, I'd look away from her, and I just like look off into the sunset, because the sunset's going down over the river. And she's like, she just starts laughing. She's like, what the fuck was that? She's like, what was that? And I'm like, and I'm like, I, I play dumb. I'm like, what do you mean, what was that? I'm like, she's like, well, what? She's, there's like no words for like this moment that we were just about to have. And I'm like, what What did you expect? Like, did you expect something there? It's just like, she's like laughing and confused at the same time. It's like anger, laugh, confusion. Because I'm like looking at her dead stone face like, were you expecting something? Did you, did you want something more? And I like start smiling now as well. Because it's like, now all of a sudden the light bulbs light bulbs go off in girls minds when you when you realize when they realize oh he gets it this isn't him being a dick this is him taking an awareness for the social interaction that i've never seen before that this was potentially supposed to be a very highly pressure built moment the kiss and also sex itself we'll get to sex later but the kiss and the sex, these two moments, the first kiss and the first sexual interaction are highly pressured moments. But if you've got a masculine being that has such a command of social skill set that he can not only take you through that moment, but alleviate all pressure. Oh, you got me for life at that point. It's so, like, oh, sign me up, sign me up. And that's what you get for these guys. Yes, they'll get angry at you. They'll get angry at you until you give them that cheeky, what did you expect? I had no other choice. But we didn't have to build this up into anything. Like, this is not 50 shades of grey, right? And you just give it that. You don't even have to say those words, but it's the look in your eyes that, hey, listen, I know you like me. I like you. I had to kiss you. I had no other choice. But hey, we've got a journey here. We've got an adventure to go on here. 
Let's not make it any more than it is right now. It's like, I get it. It's this look in your eyes that, hey, stupid, I get it. We didn't have to put any more pressure on this. If I kept kissing you and I kept and I kept, and we kept getting into this, well then what would you expect? And then what if what if what if that we couldn't go back to my place or your place tonight? And now you have this huge expectation, which is why we'd never go the full nine yards if we can't go at all. Oh man, so many principles coming out here, one punch man. But that's what it is. And that's why girls absolutely love it when you can do it. When you can show them this level of savviness, social savviness and social ability. And so like just that's one thing that, that you just look away. Look away and just like, ah, that's cool. Anyways. So what were you saying about school last week or high school or uni last week? <laughs> I remember at the time she was in her last year of high school. And so she was 18. But and uh Yeah, we had some stories after that. I'll hold those stories. But things got uh sexual connection was real after that. Sexual connection was real. I remember one night picking her up from her, her place and taking her to a playground that's like pitch black. And uh, just, just, it was off the bat of that, off the bat of that, that first one punch man experience with her. And she was just so, we were sitting there on the swings on the playground with each other. It's like midnight almost. I'd actually just come from another girl's place. And it was like midnight. We're sitting there on the swings and she's just sitting there in my lap. It's absolutely killing me because at the time my lower back was in, I had a lot of lower back injuries, but it was worth it. It was worth, it was worth it. This is a quick tip for you guys. Take day twos, day threes, actually take girls to playgrounds, playgrounds uh, at, in midnight, midnight when the moonlight's out and you can just sit on a swing or you can sit on one of those little rotating tables that just spin around and you have a sit in your lap. Oh my gosh. I've done so many day threes, so many day fours. Uh, in Melbourne, in Melbourne, if you're in Melbourne, a quick tip for my guys in Melbourne, go to Carlton Gardens. Carlton Gardens, start it around sunset. Like, don't go there pitch black. Like, when it's pitch black, start it at sunset and let it get pitch black because otherwise it's a bit seedy. But, you know, find a playground. Find a playground where you can get this type of isolation, perfect isolation. And it's just so romantic when the moonlight's coming down. You're there on the swing. She's sitting in your lap. Like oftentimes, depending on how the day two went, she'll probably be on the swing next to you and you guys just fucking around like little kids. And then all of a sudden, here we go. One punch man. What we said, I've given you guys examples of make the big moments small. I've given you an example of making big moments small. But now there's a second part of that concept. Make the small moments big. We start off this day three at a playground. And we're just fucking around like kids, like getting on swings. I'd love to do this. I'd love to do this. Not only are swings really fun, but it's like me being a child about it. I'm making, and now here, the final part of the concept, I'm going to make the small moment big with her. Here's a small moment. Here's outwardly a small moment. If I was to go on to married at first sight as a relationship counselor, or was to go on to the bachelor as a, a social dynamic counselor, and I was to tell them, Listen, instead of taking this girl out on a bloody horse ride and into the valleys of the Barossa to get this like red wine tour and to take this girl to this, this or skydiving or this car racing or to these like elaborate dates, but balloon, hot air balloon riding, which is all the shit they do on these reality TV shows. If I was, if they hired me, this is what I'd be telling the guy. 
especially, especially on The Bachelorette, where it's the girl and there's like 15 other guys. Let the other 15 guys do the hot air balloon, do the, do the champagne and the brosser. If I got to work with just one of them, this is what I would say to him. Take it to a playground. Just playground, sunset. Playground, sunset. Huh? Just say, just either pick her up or tell her to even meet me there. Either's fine, right? But take it to a playground. And this is based on this real story that I've just given you guys. And what you're going to do is you're just going to swing. Get on the swings and just swing. Pause that. I'm going to give you, go dive back to the real story now. So I'm there with the girl. It started at sunset. And we're there on the swings playing on the playground. And the sunset's going down. It's like 8.30, 9pm. And just as it's starting to get dark, I say to her, and we're jumping on these, we're on these swings and we're having a great time just fucking around. And I'm like, hey, come, come over here. Come over here. And she's like, what? I'm like, come over here. And so she gets up out of the swings and I just gesture. So I put my hand out and she gets it. So she's going to sit on my lap. I pull her in. I sit her on my lap. A small moment just became big. When I sit her on the lap now, based on what I get, what I told you guys of how to make a big moment small, how do you think I'm going to make this small moment big now? This is the beginning. I want you, because this is an advanced concept, an advanced uh, podcast right now, I want you guys to really think about this. Okay, I've just had this girl that we had an amazing day to before. There's a lot of sexual connection, a lot of sexual polarity. I've already made a big moment small of her in the kiss. She gets that I'm socially savvy with that. We're on the day three right now. Okay, we've been just doing some cool kitty shit. Just some, just uh, having some fun. Swinging on the swings. I want to make this moment big now. Because I want to completely flip this script on her. I want to do what society would not expect, what no one would ever expect, what she has no idea is about to happen. How would I do this? Okay. In a really unseeming moment. Just say, just turn up the heat. Turn up the heat. Go from zero to a hundred. In a moment where you just would not expect it. We're just on the swings. We're just on the swings. But all of a sudden he's saying, hey, come here, come here. We were just talking about like what I'm going to do after uni. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, come over here. So uh, she's like, now her system error happens again. Short circuit comes again because no romantic novel, no narrative that any of her friends, female friends have been through have, has prepared her for this moment. So she's like, okay, I'm just going to let go. If you're doing your right, doing your, doing your shit right as a masculine being, she should be able to trust at this point. So you put your hand out. She comes in. You pull her into your lap. She's going to sit on the lap. All right, one hand goes around the waist, your hand goes around the waist, other hand up to her neck, and you just pull her in. You don't even need to say anything at this point because the sexual trust is there. If she's been willing to come to this point, she's going to be willing to the hand around the waist, hand up to the neck, and you're staring into the eyes, and she's going to get it. And she is most likely going to attempt to kiss you. If not happen mutually, but at this point, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like, because just through you gripping her by the waist and putting a hand up to the neck, she's like, oh, this is this moment. This is the moment that I wanted. Like she's, th- This is the moment that I expected back on day two, but he would not give me. He wouldn't give me. In fact, he did the complete opposite. He completely fucked with me and honey-dicked that moment and then cut it short. But now it's real. Now we're going from this small moment on the swings to now he's like full bear, full arm around my waist, and full hand up to my neck, and now it's just a slight bit of pressure, which gives her the impetus that you're going to come in here. And so she comes down for that kiss, and you guys now can get into that full Disney moment, 
that full amorous makeout where now it can get very, very sexually amorous. And this, but look at the context. You're just on a playground. The moon's starting to come out a little bit, but you're just in a playground. It was sunset before, just a moment ago. And you were just talking about normal shit. You were in a small moment, but now you've made it big. Big moment, small, small moment, big. This is the second half of One Punch Man Theory, which I've never discussed this part. I've always, I have discussed the first part briefly, but not this part in full. So as that physical, intense physical makeout goes out, she's probably, it's probably going to get to the point where if you're not going to have sex then and there, you're in a playground, it's at nighttime. That's probably not a bad place, actually. We didn't that night. We went back to her place because it was only around the corner. But you could, but she's already, at that time, she's probably going to be trying to put put your hand in certain places, grabbing certain things, putting your hand in certain places, okay? Uh, if she's not doing that to you, she's trying to do get your hand in that area anyway. And so now sex becomes a natural progression. But look at how sex became a natural progression in the most unseeming of ways in the most unexpected of ways. This is what I want. This is what I want. I never want a a girl expecting sex. I never want a girl expecting, oh, this is the moment that we have sex. It's like, no, no. It's it's so much pressure. That's what leads to erectile dysfunction on the masculine end. When 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 you said to the girl, all right, all right, Meet me at Parisi's. Meet me at Parisi's at 7 p.m., which is like this fancy Italian restaurant here in Adelaide. Meet me at Parisi's. I'll pick you up. We'll take you to Parisi's. You shell out 120, 150 bucks for these double steaks or this pasta and steak. And then you got this uh, bottle service as well. And then, oh, then I'm going to take you to the Moonlight Cinema. And then you drive to the Moonlight Cinema. And that's awkward as fuck. Because you're sitting there in the car. You guys haven't even kissed yet. And you're sitting there in the car next to each other so close. But you're not even really allowed to talk because you're watching the movie. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm going to drive her back to her place. And then if she really likes me, she might invite me out for coffee or tea. And let's say that's happening. Let's say it's gone fucking well. And then you, all of us, she says, well, would you like to come up for coffee or tea? And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And so you go upstairs for coffee or tea. Which really is supposed to mean coffee and tea does not mean coffee and tea. And so you get up there and the pressure is building and building and building. And then, and maybe you guys sit down for coffee or tea. Or actually, or maybe you start to put on a movie and then, or something. Whatever's going to happen at this point. And then it's just like in your mind, in your mind, it's like now, now, do I, you're there on the couch. You got your coffee and tea. You're either just shooting the shit talking or there is movie a movie playing. I recommend at least a movie. Or some music's playing at least, but you've got your arm. Do I put my arm around her? Do I put my arm around her? It's like, can I kiss her? Yeah, it's so much pressure building in your mind, and that's your mind. What about hers? Oh, what about hers? Every woman at this point is going, When's he gonna kiss me? Is he kissing me now? Is he gonna kiss me now? Oh shit. Oh shit. When it, the movie's almost over. Fuck. The movie's almost over. He's gonna kiss me now. Okay, is his hand around me yet? Every, in her mind, what I'm painting here is the pressure that stifles the sexual energy, the sexual connection. These weird things we do as human beings to stifle our sexual connection. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like, it's like I wish I was around like uh, back in, I don't know, when did this shit begin? 1910? 1920s? 
I wish there was a form of me that could go back in time and stop all this from happening. But I can't. So I do the opposite. So we do everything we can to, and to that point of me saying that I never want a woman expecting sex or to be pressured into thinking that sex is about to happen or for her to even conceptually thinking that this was about to happen. Because if she's thinking, I've fucked up. If a woman on a date is thinking, I've fucked up. Please hold that. Please marinate on that. If a woman at any moment is concerned with what is about to happen next, you've completely messed up the concepts I've talked about at the beginning of this podcast of free flow dates. You haven't been in free flow. You haven't been able to just stay in that present, nice, juicy, juicy present moment with her in which that she's been able to let go of herself and you've let go of yourself as well. And you two are no longer Adam and Mally, Adam and Jenny, Adam and this. No, it's just being and being. If a woman is having to think, if, if, if I've done such a poor job on a day of leading her through expectation that just doing the canned shit, doing society shit, doing expectation-based shit, it's like, it's like I fucked up. It's not, her mist- it's not her fault that she's a little bit timid, that she's a little bit shy to get fully into the throes of sexuality with me. It's not her fault. It's my fault. It's the fact that I took her to a restaurant and then a movie and then drove her home and then set up a movie on the couch and then attempted to put my arm around her and, and just followed this, this society-based narrative. That, that's not her fault. She's not the leader. The feminine should never be expected to lead. That's my fault. So, one punch man theory. Coming back to what I'm talking about on Mally on here. Give her that Mally example. On the swings, what did we do? We made the small moment big. The small moment big ensures that there is no thought process. There is no thinking. There is no expectation. I can give you a thousand stories of when I have done this. You another example of when a girl was that on a day three, it always happens, it's almost always on the day three, if, unless it's with a girl that's really sexually ready and it happens on sex, day two, but more commonly day three. Uh, finger style guitar. Uh, I just happened to be at this girl's place and I noticed that her housemate has a guitar. We just been out on a day three. We just uh, we been out on a bar. We got a little bit of tappers. We had a little bit of food, had a little bit of a drink. Went back to her place, bus back to her place, and uh, her housemate had a guitar there. I didn't know this at the time, but I just went in there. I just, we're just like shooting the shit. I'm just like, hey, we're just gonna spend the night together. It's kind of assumed. Uh, well, you know, I was gonna hang out for the night, just hang out. It was just like kind of normal shit. I hadn't been building it up. I'd said to her that day, hey, let's just get someone to eat. I was on a whim. I'm like, let's get someone to eat tonight. We'll go find this tapas bar. We had some, a uh, little bit of Mexican and she had, what did she have? A cocktail or some kind of, when, anyways, <laughs> details. Uh, bus back to her place. And I noticed when I get back into her place, her housemate has a guitar. And I'm like, whoa, oh, oh, what have I been studying? What have I been trading? Figure style guitar, okay. So I'm like, I get out my phone. I have to download an app on my phone to tune the guitar because she doesn't have a tuner. It's a housemate's. It's a really nice guitar as well. And uh, and so we sit there and this is like starting to get towards night. There's a little low lamp in her room. I put the low lamp on and I just start playing a guitar. But I'm not, I'm not like, it's not like sit her down 
put her on a chair and say, you're going to listen to me play guitar now, which, because that's a big moment, isn't it? That's this, that sounds like this could be a big moment. If I was to go and just start playing and serenading this woman, that's in a romantic novel. That's in the movies. I don't want that. I just like fiddle around and go, "Eh, I'm just going to play some, I'm just going to kind of fuck around. Not trying to do anything for her. I'm just starting to play. And every now and again, I'm like, we're on the bed. We're on the bed and I'm kind of just like cross-legged, just playing. But I'm just kind of figuring shit out. Like I'm just trying to figure out this guitar. It's a bit, the, the, the strings are a little tightly wound to the fret. It's obviously not being played that often. And, uh, but I'm not trying to play her or anything. I'm just playing for myself, which again is like the, it's like, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's like, it's the thing that you wouldn't expect. And so, but what I noticed after I'm just kind of fiddling with this guitar on this bed with this girl is that I look up and she's just kind of like, just like sitting there like a, a little doe-eyed, just a little doe-eyed deer, kind of just like, just like lost, just like, just kind of just like listening, just trying to like work out what's going on. Right? Just lost, just like lost in the moment. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So I just like keep playing. We keep going. The night goes on. She gets her phone now. She starts recording a bit of it as well, actually to send some of her friends. Because uh, her friend was, a, her housemate was a musician. That's right. And, and anyway, so I'm just fiddling around. And I'm playing this guitar. And then eventually I stop playing guitar and I say, do you have a, do you have a speaker? Do you have a speaker? She's like, yeah, yeah, I have a speaker. I really like music. She ends up, she was a, a dancer, actually, like a professional dancer. And I say, hey, put on your, uh, put on your go-to. What's your go-to? And that fucking set her on fire. She's like, put my go-to, because any dance, dancers in general, they just, anytime you ask them to play their music, it's a key to their heart, absolutely key to their heart. And so she like gets her, she gets her phone on, she starts playing it, and that is actually, I remember this girl so well because it was an introduction to my first introduction to Janae Aiko, and she started playing Janae's old school album, old school like back in the day, and uh, she starts playing it, and I'm like okay, I start fiddling along with the song she was playing, just tapping on the guitar, just playing with the bass, a little bit of tapping, a little bit of string playing. And she's like, oh, she's getting going into like, I'm going to say an orgasm, but, psycho- but psychologically, like you can see her eyes glazing over. I can see her mind melting, completely letting go. And this is all spurring off a very small moment. What could have been if I made a mistake, a very big moment, like trying to serenade her. No, none of that. Just fiddle around the guitar and then get her music playing. And all of a sudden she's just like, okay, the mo- this moment was is being small, which kind of just came back after some tappers and chill and playing, just fucking around with her guitar. But now I'm sensing that moment, just like with the girl at the swing, at the swings. Like, ooh, now's, now's right. Now's good. So I throw the guitar down. Actually, I very carefully placed that guitar down. It was a very expensive guitar. But I put that guitar down. And you got to imagine a very low lamp. Like, it's very low lit. And she's got a very heavy bass on these speakers, very good bass. And it's Janae, and she's playing this uh, very sensual, very sensual music. But, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, just come in here. And I lie down on the bed with her. And she's like, she was kind of just sitting down, sitting cross-legged on the bed. It's a very big bed. And I kind of just lay back. And I'm just like, here, 
And as I say to her, I just like, here, it's not like in a very deep Barry White voice. Like, he's just like, here, I hold up my hand. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And again, kind of like, it's very jarring. It's very jarring because at this time we were just listening to music. I hadn't, I hadn't been touching her. I hadn't been kissing her. I hadn't been talking about anything sexual whatsoever. But I just all of a sudden just decided to shift gears. Cute guy Shift gears and I lay back down and I say, here, take my hand. Or it's gesturing, take my hand. So she takes my hand and I pull her in. I pull her hand to my chest and just like with the swings. Hand, my right hand, because she's on my right side. My right hand goes around the back of her. The back of her neck. Uh, well, actually, right hand would go to her hip, left hand to the neck, and just pull it in, just like cocoon would, right? One hand around her waist, one hand around the back of her neck, pull down to my chest, and just put her down on me. I just literally just cocoon around me. Janae Aiko's playing, music's playing, low lamp. From this point, light it up. Light it up. That's what we're talking about from here is that from a very small moment, very quickly, now into a huge moment. One Punch Man Theory. Made the big thing small, small things, small things big. All right, so we made this small moment very big now. And we said from zero to 100 to where two people were just fucking around with some guitar, just fucking around with some music. Now, all of a sudden, it's real. Now, it's like, bring her down to the bed. Bring her in tight, full embrace, right? I've just, at first, got her head on my chest. She's feeling my heartbeat. We're feeling the bass. The bass is ridiculously strong as well. And then, and then all of a sudden, she just looks up at me. And just, I'm waiting for that moment, waiting for her to look up at me. The moment she looks up at me, there you go. Kiss comes in. And now this is when the extremely physical amorous shit now begins. But she, this is my point. This is why I wrap up on this story before I get to the Q&A. She had no expectation. She had no expectation of what was about to happen. It wasn't like when we got back to hers after the tappers and chill that I was that I tried to serenade her with this guitar in which that she would be thinking. She would have been thinking that whole time, oh, is this the night that we finally have sex because he's serenading me? Or I didn't try and I didn't I didn't try and do any typical shit. No, it's just like I fucked even when I got the guitar out, it's like I had her guessing. It's like it's like we're just kind of messing around. So we're just kind of messing about. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it goes from zero to a hundred. And that now, because, and what this does is that it's the short-circuiting of every expectation a woman ever would have had. Short-circuiting. And she had no idea. We were, and that's what I love about it so much. She had no idea. And that's when you know you did it right. That's when you know that, and when you come full circle on dates, is that you know you did it right when the girl, it just was never, there was never any thought. The idea of sex wasn't in no any thought. It wasn't even in your mind. It's that you were so finally aware and tuned and tapped into the present moment that you were able to read it with expert, expert accuracy to the point where, oh, now it feels good. Oh, I'm going to take it from zero to 100. We're on the swings, zero to 100. Get her in my lap. We're just fucking around listening to some music. Now it feels right, zero to 100. Take her in right here. And it's not going to be a small peck now. Now, no, it's a full embrace. It's a full hand around the hip, full hand around the back of the neck. And you stare into each other's eyes and you... And you make that full connection. And then you ride it the whole way through. You honor that trust. You don't back out. You don't slow it down from there. You keep that. 
because the roller coaster, it's almost like you just like, instead of there being a build up to this roller coaster, you just like airlifted someone to the peak of this roller coaster. Well, let's keep going. Take me for the full ride. And that's, and oh, that was one of the most, I remember that night in particular, that girl was an animal, absolute animal. And you just get to know this, you get to feel this, you get to know someone through this. When you let them, you give them a chance to get out of their own way. If you're going to start running dates, you're going to start going through dates in such a orchestrated, controlled, controlled manner, you are asking the girl to have reserve. You are asking yourself to be in reserve because you're inviting thought. And yes, the thought is necessary when you are learning because you need to set up your neutral meeting point. You need to set up your isolation. You need to set up the awareness of when my heart goes bang. Okay, that means I have to kiss. You have to You have to set all these things up. The things I've talked about in this podcast have been the result of years and years and years of experience. Now, it didn't take years and years and years to get to that these stories. The way I'm describing them has been the totality of experience, but it takes a lot of reps to be able to hit one punch man theory organically. And when you're not thinking about it, make a big moment small on that day too. Oh, hit that kiss, but then cut it off and make it cheeky and let her get that feeling up that this guy gets it and then go about the rest of the day and just chill. And then to make the small moment big too. And that's, and here's the final fucking wrap up, which is fucking beautiful, which is the linger effect ties in here, which is that when you hit that small moment big, when you hit the small moment big, you've got her for life. Like you've got her for life within that moment right there, which is that I've never had a girl hesitate after that. I've never had a girl pull back after that. It's like she, she wants you to stay the entire night. She doesn't want you to leave. When you wake up the next morning, she doesn't want you to go. When, when you have to leave, she's saying to you, she's saying to you, hey, you're going to message me. You're going to call me. You're going to message me. You're going to call me. What are we doing next week? And this is the final piece. This is the final piece which started off this podcast. Can you guys see it? For those of you that have been listening and peeking the whole way through to my client that was getting all those flakes and for girls that were just, just not coming back, it's because they were not getting hit with that linger effect. He was not hitting them with making the small moment big. He was not hitting that small moment big. When you hit the small moment big and you just completely blow someone's mind like that, well, then of course they want to see more of you. Of course they want to come back. Of course they're texting you. Of course they, they don't want you to leave. Because it's just this, it's been this complete dissension, this complete dissension from the social narrative of this is how romance and sexuality should be conducted. And you're never going to get this from anyone else. You'll never get this from anyone else. And for my clients that have executed this, they know. They know. They did it so they understand. And if you never do it, you never understand. But it's just, it's, it's a world, it's a world you don't know of, which is why I always say, pick up only the first 10%. The way that you made the girl is only the first 10%. The shit that I've talked about here, you, you guys have seen a different level of love from me in this podcast, a different level of love, because this is what's really transformative. Yeah, and I'm not, of course, I say that pick up only the first 10%, it's a very important first 10%. None of any of what I've just talked about here happens if you can't go out there in the day or the night and actually instigate the interaction and bring the girl in. Of course. But make no mistake, 
It's only the first 10%. It is only the first 10%. The love for everything I've just talked about, this, it's, it's how you shape yourself into a man. It's these sexual experiences. When a girl fully lets go of herself in that small to big moment, when a girl whispers to you in her ear and she says, don't hurt me, take care of me. Oh, man. When a girl says, I trust you now. I trust you. And then you guys have sex. When a girl wakes up with you in the morning and she just bites you on the ear. You see what I'm saying? Like, this stuff. But it's, it's this stuff. It's like, this is what really matters. This is what really matters. Yes, it's important to go through open qualification investment clause. But it's when you wake up in the morning and a girl just rolls over and just looks you in the eyes. Just looks you in the eyes. And it's just that moment there where she trusts. And it's like, who did I have to become? Who did I have to become for this girl to roll over and look at me that way? Oh, can scarcely contain it. Can scarcely contain myself. It's like I'm almost going to start crying here. It's like I'm feeling so much emotion well up in my heart because I remember when I just I just didn't get this. No one taught me this. I didn't have brothers, older brothers, to teach me this. I didn't have tribal leaders and tribal rituals to teach me this. And I remember the first night I ever discovered it. I remember those first experiences. I remember those. I remember those first layers where I fucked this up. I remember how much pressure I used to put on them. I remember those that first lay back from my first ever pull from cold approach and how that was a world away from what everything I've talked about from here. One punch man, get the fuck out of here. Free-flowing day, get the fuck out of here. No, that was the most orchestrated. Just That's why I couldn't get an erection. Couldn't get an erection that first day, pulling it back. Right? And to think now of like the time of when I first experienced that, of when I finally got it right, it's like that made it all worthwhile. All the dates that I had to fuck up, all the pulls I had to fuck up, all the times I had to, I had to go through an experience of a girl and put pressure on her and put pressure on myself, all to get to that first time when you finally realize what it meant to let go of who you think you are and just be present with that woman in front of you. That's what it's. That's what it was. It's and it's. It's not. It's like you see how it's like how much how little emphasis I put on the sex itself, the penetration itself. No, it's it's. The emphasis is on, is on who you had to become to get there and who you had to become to have a girl have that linger effect, not only that night, but the next morning. You know, only, only two out of 10 times, only two out of 10 girls should be flaking on you based on things out of your control when you get to a certain stage. If you preach this progression, eight out of 10 times though, if you nail in one punch, man, you nail in your free floor date, that girl is going to be lingering on you and she's going to be sending you that message. Oh, I wonder if I still have it. I do have it, but it's on my other phone. So, so I can't get it for you, but it's on my other, it's on my old phone. It'd be in my text though. It'd be in my texts from the first girl I nailed this, nailed this, this, uh, one punch man with. And this, uh, I remember she sent me a text after, after the, after our first night together, she sent me a text the next, I think it was the next, 
like mid-morning. I had to leave early. Like I like legitimately had to leave early because I was a personal trainer at that time. I managed to coach clients. And I remember sending me a text to the effect of, listen, I last night was ridiculous. Last night was amazing. But I've never really done one-night stands before. So you better see me again. You better see me again. And I remember receiving that text. I was, it was a, yeah, yeah, because that was a Friday night. There's a Friday night I'd been with her and it was a Saturday night because I was coaching my clients uh, and I had to go into the town to coach my clients. I remember, because I can remember reading that text in the PT room up in uh, Good Life, Adelaide City. I remember being in the PT room. I just finished coaching a client. I got that text from her saying that I'd never had a one night stand before and you better see me again. And I'd never had a girl. I'd had a few. It wasn't my first pull from Calderbridge, but it was the first time that I had a girl lingering on me, wanting on me, chasing on me. It never happened before. And it's like, so this is what it means. This is what it means. And this is the result of it all. It's like, and I put no pressure on it. I didn't even have to, I did very little. I did so little. But I was being everything. It's like I controlled so little. And so I was able to control so much more. That's like, that, it's like that from that point on, it's like never again, never again will I ever attempt to force anything, control anything, knowing full well that my skills get my skill set subconsciously embedded. But now it's just like, hey, let's just get out here and see who we are and let it unfold. Let the adventure of my masculine energy and her feminine energy unfold together. And so, my friends, I'm going to wrap that up there. I am quite aware that we have gone extremely over time into this advanced uh advanced podcast but to me it's uh it's absolutely worth it absolutely worth it and i hope you guys enjoyed it of course i'm gonna dive into some q a here i'm gonna dive into some q a there's a social there's a super chat but uh i'm gonna be honest with you i've left my spirit on the court here i've left my spirit on the court Good thing I'm on carnivore though, because my energy levels are ridiculously high. But it's almost like I, I don't really want to do Q&A after this. I will for the super chat, of course, because that, that's next level supporting this channel. But there's some shit that I've just discussed that I've never discussed before. There's shit that I've talked about here that I've never talked about. There's emotions that I've let come out here that I've never let come out. And like I said before, I almost started, I actually almost started crying before. Uh, just like, Power, power. So if you guys are enjoying this content, just make sure you hit that thumbs up down below. Help support the channel. Help support what's going on here. I Don't worry, we'll do some Q&A. But I'm just letting you know that part of me is like, it's like, uh, it's like I'm not even here. It's like I'm not even here in this world anymore. Just with everything we've just talked about. So anyways, let me, let me go. Uh, let me get all these uh, super chat. So there's one super chat here. From Oli Shka 99 For those of you that are new, we're now getting to social Q&A questions on social dynamics, dating, relationships. Oh, wait, hold up. Did I hear the summary there? Yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck it. Fuck it. Anyways. Uh, Oli had a question on... Let's have a look here. And his question was below his super chat, I believe. Yes, it is. So, Oli donated two euros, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Hontani Kanshastar. 
he says to me, please answer my question, it would mean the world to me. Sometimes I am crazy confident and other times I get red and can't even talk. Okay, red in the face, I think he beads. I don't understand it. Suddenly I get in my head and lose my flow and the vibe. It really fucks me up and I get no results. <laughs> because of it, I always get in my head. I'm laughing all because of the way he phrased that. It's quite hilarious. Uh, he goes on then to say, sometimes, wait, oh no, he just posted it again, just saying that. Yeah, sometimes he's crazy confident. Other times you get reds in the face, can't even talk. Doesn't understand it, suddenly gets in his head and loses his floor. And then he says, still here, ha ha deep, and always game as always. Okay, Ollie, so. What that tells me is that going on the lines of his podcast is that you're somewhere between 12 to 6 on the journey of social dynamics, which means that you're not consciously competent, which means that you're having to... I would say, though, that if you're telling me that you can be confident, you're probably getting close to conscious competence. You're probably not 12 to 3. You're probably somewhere between 3 to 6, maybe getting closer to 6. And what that says to me is that this is a natural part of your journey. If you're in that stage, this is natural. It's natural is that you lack consistency, you lack reference amongst many scenarios, many people, and that you have not learned yet to become congruent amongst all external scenarios. And this really is just, how do you overcome this? Through reps. It's just reps. If you're crazy confident sometimes, a barring, because you haven't given me a lot of specific examples here, but just you don't even really need to. You say that you don't understand it, good. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to understand it because that's where you're at in the journey. If I, let me put it this way. If I was your coach tonight and COVID-19 is not destroying the world, we go out, we go out to a bar and I say, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mic you up. I'm going to mic you up, but I'm not going to walk with you. I'm taking you into this bar, open bar. I'm going to mic you up. I want to see what you do for the first 30 minutes. This is what I do for more advanced guys. And I just want to see what you do. I'm going to be in the bar. I'm going to be paying keen attention, but I'm not going to be with you. I just want to see what you do on your own devices, left your own devices for 30 minutes. I'm going to analyze every single interaction that you get into for the next 30 minutes. Let's say, based on what you just told me here, your first five or 10 are very rocky, very rough, getting red in the face, very unconfident. Then maybe as you get a little bit big wet, big wet, get a little bit warmer, you start to get more confident, you start to loosen up a little bit more. And we start to analyze. And what I'm looking for is, okay, are there any extraneous variables here? Any obvious variables here that determine whether you are red in the face, unconfident, or just balls hot, super confident? Are there any things? Is it this type of girl that you get in front of that forces you to lose your shit? Hmm, take note. Is it this type of environmental surrounding that forces you to lose your shit. Hmm. Take note. That's what I'm looking for as a coach. And that's what I would encourage you look for in your own skill set. Are there any obvious variables that, because for example, I've had a lot of clients that are amazing if you give them a nice quiet area. If you take them out onto the balcony and you get them with a girl there, they're awesome. But if you take them into the dance floor, if you take them into the foyer or where the, uh, where the bar area is, they look like idiots. 
they look like stupid idiots. They don't know what the hell they're doing. So there are sometimes stipulations like that, variables like that, that can give you such varying demonstrations of behavior and of skill set. Now, the fix is still the same to what I said before. Reps. Reps amongst many different scenarios and many different people. If you're the type of guy, let's say that you do go out and you ascertain, actually, yeah, it seems to be that I can only really be really super confident with girls that are roughly six to seven on my scale of zero to 10, and it has to be in a quiet area. Well, what I would do if I was your coach, and if I was you, is I would I would actively spend the next month entertaining and seeking the exact opposite of those. I would dedicate the next 30, obviously COVID's hitting us right now, but when it comes down, I would actively seek to rectify that and go, okay, well, I'm only allowed to meet girls in extremely high pressure, high energy areas. And they have to be the girls that make me, make me shake. They can't be six or sevens on my 10, on my scale. They have to be the girls that make me question my ancestry, right? Those are the, I want some ancestry girls. Those are the girls that I'm looking for, okay? And that's what I'll do with you. Just reps in front of different people, different scenarios, actively targeting the scenarios and people that scare you the most, that cause this flip, that cause you to flip. That's what I would do with you if I was your coach. And uh, I dived into some extreme depth there because super chat, super chat, and you support this channel. So I thank you so much for that, Oli. hope that brings you some value. My friends, we have been recording for something over two hours here. Two hours some. So I'm going to start to wrap this up. There's a lot of you guys that dropped a lot of questions uh, in the social Q&A. But I'm going to be 100% honest with you here because, I mean, the super chat, I'm always going to give my all to. But as I said before, in this podcast, uh, I really dropped some shit that it's kind of groundbreaking, even for me. Some stuff that I've never even really been into. And I'm just going to be 100% honest with you here. Even though there's there's a lot of questions up in this chat, I feel like they're for another time. I'm just going to scan them. I'm just going to scan them. And I really do thank you guys for dropping them in. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Ollie just dropped another super chat of $2.29 euros saying, you're the best man. Much love from Austria. Hey, Ollie, you've, been, you've donated to this channel before and I know you've been here. So I thank you very much. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of que- there's a lot of questions here. Maybe I'll just breeze through them, but we're getting on here. We're getting on. I feel like these will be better addressed in another time. Because uh, I really just want to give you guys the best of me. And to be honest, I've given you the best of me. This entire podcast is like, like I said, my spirit has kind of left me. Spirit has kind of left me. So what if, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I only, I'm only interested in doing the absolute best and the highest quality of everything. And uh, for a super chat like that with Ollie, that's I'm always going to honor that. But for everything else other than that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to end this here. However, in post, I'm going to relook at this live chat. I'm going to pop out this chat. And uh, there we go. I'm going to pop out this chat, which is just done. And I'm going to re-look at these questions. And 
If there are questions that I haven't already answered in other social Q&As, and because there's a, there's a lot of chat there, there's a lot of questions there, um, I'm going to film a separate video. I'll film a separate video, I'll do it over here, and I'll answer your questions just in a bit of an ask me anything type short Q&A video because I need to spiritually take some time right now. Let's be honest with you guys. It's not that I don't have energy. I feel really good. It's more just that I need to take stock of what's happened here. I need to, this is, there's like moments in life where you, where you grow. There's moments in life where you evolve to a certain next level and you need to take time to take stock of that. So that's what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling a shift within myself. So I'm going to, don't, but because of, of course, I really appreciate your questions. I really appreciate your engagement and I will honor those. And I'm, uh, and that's why I do these Q and A's. It's just that this turned into something very different. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your questions after this and I will film a separate video. Uh, I'll, I'll hustle. I'll get it out over the weekend or whatever. It'll be the first video either on Sunday or Monday. And it'll be like just a recap of all these questions. I'll go in and answer all these questions for you guys. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. If you are on the podcast right now and you dived into this entire thing, or if you're in this live stream right now and you watch this entire thing, you got respect from me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, just if you guys haven't already, just hit that thumbs up button down below. If you're coming back and you're on the podcast, if you could come back on the video, help support the video, drop a thumbs up, drop me comments. If you have any follow-up questions about the advanced shit that I've talked about here, uh, I will come back and answer your questions. So just drop me questions uh, in the YouTube video. It really helps to uh, get the video sent out and helps YouTube as well with the algorithm. So, oh, if you haven't signed up to boldoja.com, the free weekly email newsletter, that'll be coming out in a few hours. What's today's article on? It's a real doozy though. Oh, the shortness of life. Shortness of life. So you guys can get that for free at boldoja.com. Just put your email in. And with that being said, I need to uh, I need to go meditate for a while. I need to go sit under a waterfall for a while. That's what I need to do. So thank you so much, guys. I'm wishing you the absolute best in your journeys. Much peace and much joy. Yeah. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. I'd love to have you in the live sessions, actually. So if you can make it, Generally speaking, most Fridays at 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, which is just Adelaide, South Australia. For the foreseeable future, you can join in on these live sessions and get your questions answered live. The best place to connect with me outside of these podcasts and outside of YouTube is on Instagram, at uitang1, spelt O-O-I-T-A-N-G-1. Slide me any DMs there, personal context. You can also shoot me an email at boldoja.com, which is, of course what this podcast is brought to you by. If you guys would like to pick up my ebook, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, book one-on-one Skype coaching, or go for that deeper level, Day Game Foundations Bootcamp, all available to you by boldoja.com. And finally, if you would like to send a little something back and just support this channel, support this podcast and everything that I'm doing here, you can do so by donating through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, or also directly through boldojo.com in the boldojo podcast section there's a donate link right at the top there anything that you guys do send it goes straight back to this channel and everything i'm doing so i really appreciate it thank you very much and this my friends is where i shall leave you until next time on dragon Ball. no not on dragon Ball Z. <laughs> i wish <laughs>
Wishing you the best of your lives. Much peace and much joy.